With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them, well, it sucks. And there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want to get 25 cents off your new game. There's a better way, though. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, 3DS, as well as older systems. They've got it all. And as a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees. And Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash Sports, Or just head on over to our website, CraftRootSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal payment hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app from your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. It's about a rich girl. She's about to get married to a rich guy. You know, they're playing a nice little cruise out, you know, somewhere in the ocean. 
huge shit. So it was a guy, another guy, goes by the name of Jack. Jack! So Jack, being the player that he was, he finessed the whole situation. He ended up, you know, bagging a girl named Rose. Rose was her name. It was supposedly, you know, a happily ever after. But the crews that they were all on, and they ended up hitting an iceberg. The ship, you know, of course it sank. Uh, it was devastation everywhere. It was a lot of people out in the water. It was some, it was some debris floating around, and it was just this door. It was this one door. Jack being the player that he was, you know, he let the lady Rose sit on the door so she wouldn't be in the freezing cold water. Rose, she made Jack stay in the water. So Jack froze to death, and Rose lived on to tell this beautiful movie that I'm telling you guys about. Now, do you guys know what this movie is called? Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike, with me, as always, is my main man Scott, this is Craft Root Sports. Scott, ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge, bro? Yeah, I am, but it just now, <laughs> it just now occurred to me that, as always, and two weeks ago, I wasn't here, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, well... Yeah, they're spreading lies. Uh, well, this has been Craft Root Sports. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> Good yeah, you pump all four. <laughs> right back where we were a few minutes ago. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Drinking oh, a beer good. that isn't the show beer. I know. We're both yeah. still we're still we're still drinking the pre-show brews. Still trying to catch up. Uh not gonna lie, feel good already. I uh I mean I started coming to a show feeling good. I started drinking bourbon at two thirty in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, you're always feeling good on a Friday. I feel great on Fridays, man. That's how I that's how I do it. Bourbon and then I go into cheap beer and then we get into show beers. So that that's why people are always like ripping on me. They're always <laughs> ripping on me and they're like, "Oh, I remember when I drank a beer and cuz I always stutter and slur my shit during the show like 3 minutes in. They don't realize what goes into the pre-show build up. I do Dro- some shit dropping those excuse bombs, huh? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Good good cover. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I'm fucking shit up on the show, it's because I've been drinking for a long time prior. It has nothing to do with that. I just started right now. Just want to get that out there. Humble brag. Drinking all day. That's why I mess up. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly why I mess cool. up. Thanks, man. Thanks gotcha. for... Uh, cool. Anyways... This is Craft Brew Sports. Thank you guys for joining in on the Facebook Live post. Uh, if you're on there, share the show. Uh, let's say if we hit 25 shares, we'll both do a shot at Bailey's. Is that cool? Or let's do 20. Let's let's set it a little in honor of our 75th episode. Yeah, let's do some. Let's we'll do lower some the shots. bar. Yeah, 20 shares, and we're gonna go ahead and uh, and do a shot of Bailey's. Uh, stick around because we got a lot that we're gonna get to. We didn't even talk about NFL Hall of Fame last week. We were going to, and we. Totally, I mean, we went off the rails last week. No. We went off the rails so much we could still be talking if nobody had stopped us. That's a very good point. That episode could have gone on forever. You're just uh, so happy to see me. 
I know I was, man. I was super pumped. You were back. I was like, all right, we're going to do, since you weren't here last week, we're going to do two episodes back to back. We're going to have four hours of right the content. Right now, let's tonight. go. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about some uh, some NFL Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about the NCAA college football playoffs. Um, scenarios that could fuck up the world. Mm. We're going to talk, talk about our blog post this week with uh, NBA Dude. ads on jerseys. So many good blog posts this week. Yeah, uh, our bloggers are kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so stick around. And of course, after Upper Deck... We'll open up the uh, the drunk line. We got a special lose losers tonight. Very special. special edition. Switching up the game took him a few times, but he got it. Uh, Lou finally nailed it after eight takes. Might have been eight. We'll say eight to make him feel better. <laughs> eight takes. Uh, but a very special one. You don't want to. You don't want to miss out on that. We'll check in on the uh, the pick'em, see where everybody's at on there. Oh, our <laughs> all NFL pick'em this week because the That's site just shitty, decided man. it wasn't going to let us. Yeah, do Yeah, CBS games Sports anymore. was just like, nah. We know there's one more week, but fuck you. Oh, it's conference championship week. Nah, that's not a real good enough game for us. Uh, Very weird. We'll figure out who uh, we think wins the conference championships. We'll talk about that later on. Just a lot that you guys want to stick around with. Uh, as always. Uh, hit us up on the, the Facebook Live. You can comment, call in. Uh, the line will open up shortly, 440-37-DRUNK. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a good segue. That was, that was, my, about, that was uh, my first whiff of uh, <laughs> tonight's beer. And oh, my God. This week's beer is another one of our Tavor shipments. Um, this one is the 2017 edition of Pumpkinator. By St. Arnold Brewing Company, which is listed as Texas's oldest craft brewery. I did not know that. Shout out to all the people in Texas listening into the show. We finally get one of your beers in here. This uh, this brewery is out of Houston. Um, I had never heard of this beer. I had never heard of this brewery. And then Tavor puts up an ad that this is the best pumpkin beer, hands down. And both Scott and I, when we saw that, we were like, yeah, we'll be the fucking judge of that. That was the exact <laughs> conversation between the two of us. We'll be the judge of that. There's no way that anybody's going to make the bold claim of being the best pumpkin beer and us not dive in headfirst and figure out if that's true or even close to true. And right now, they're going up against Warlock as being the Yeah, I was going to say, when yeah. when we first ordered this, Pum- you were still a pumpkin, like... That was your that gold standard. A devout pumpkin devotee. And uh and now that you've been introduced to Warlock, it's pumpkin has been crown. Yeah. So it's Warlock. But then Pumpkin still stands right there. Still the the first knight up, ready to re- ready to take the king's throne. I guess that would make him a <laughs> prince, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried okay. about the the royal throne right, yeah, right there's now. There's your there's your uh, pumpkin. Oh, uh, I've been succession. drinking since uh, twelve o'clock, and uh, you know if I mess stuff up, uh, it's because of that. It's not because I just started drinking. Uh... Oh, Suck sorry. It. Suck <laughs> it. <laughs> I was okay. just gonna let you, just let you hang there for what, a little. Pretend bit. to be yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, anyways, <laughs> so. Pumpkinator, uh, Blake tells us, Money Blakeweather, 
him and uh, Chance from No Distraction Sports Talk, they uh, they had a fight companion last week, and they had like a pumpkinator tasting where they went through like the 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017 pumpkinators, and they drank all of the beers that were out there. Like, they drank every beer available, I think. They pumpkin, cleared out all pumpkin. The, of of this pumpkinator, like different years. Oh, the, of the different years. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. They, I mean, they drank a shit. If you watch their fight companion that they put out, I was like, these dudes are shit faced right now. <laughs> <laughs> like the first thirty two minutes of that fight companion was Money Blake and Chance just being like, "We drank a lot of beers today." <laughs> oh, wow, shit. Um, my buddy Jake uh, saying that we need to try Avery's Rumpkin. That comes in at a whopping 16.9% ABV. All right. Uh, Jake, we had this discussion at work about ABV and how uh, we've talked about it many times on the show. But once you get past that eight, it gets to be in a territory. It gets a little rough. 16? I feel like that we're doing either shots of that or it's a real slow sipping beer. Because it's 16%. That's going to knock you on your ass. Rather quickly, dude. That's a. I'm not saying that I I back down from tasting it or wanting to. But. I mean, I'm a fan of like beers that are in those double digit ranges. Like uh, my favorite beer is Chacao by Triple Digit Listerman's. They're ten percent, but six. Another six. Is, that's a that's a fucking beer. Right Jake says there, it's man. a rum barrel aged pumpkin ale. That sounds really good. All right, so uh, this, and we talked about this rum barrel. Yeah, thing. this discussion came up this week about rum barrel aging and how the the rum barrel flavor doesn't come through as well it's as bourbon. like a bourbon barrel aging. It's not as strong of a, a liquor, not as strong of a flavor. So that kind of makes sense. And didn't we? It wasn't the one we had. No, we decided. I, I'm confusing that was a uh, bourbon barrel ale yes um, was that last week or was that three weeks ago uh, i don't know okay whatever <laughs> well we had it and i'm trying to think of i've what been it was. drinking since two yeah excuses uh, excuses no and and that was one that was muted and i enjoyed more and you were slightly i was disappointed yeah, that, that it that didn't wasn't come enough. through as much but but the rum itself though because i have had a rum barrel aged beer and it must have been just off the show that Yes, the rum does not, it is not nearly as strong and as powerful of uh, a flavor as bourbon. So it does not come through. Yeah, it's, it's, um, and it's weird too because it, it also mutes the other flavors in the beer too. So I'd be interested to see how it like, hi, Becky, mutes a, hey, Becky. Um, it, I'd be interested to see how it mutes the pumpkin flavor in a beer like that. You know what I mean? Like, cause it yeah. does. Whatever. I'll try it. I'll drink it. Oh, I'll drink anything, but 16%. Woo. Yeah, that's gonna be that's that's one bomber uh, each. Hi, and, Amanda, and nothing before. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say one bomber, but I'm sitting there thinking, if uh, Jake, if you're still watching and uh, can comment on this, how is that sold? Is that just sold in your typical it may twelve only ounce be bottles? Because I, I, I figure yeah. at sixteen percent, they're not gonna sell that at you know very what? higher. They may sell it in like the seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle, like a bottle of wine. Okay, and, uh, so yeah, one of those fancy like beer 16, bottles yeah, that... where you gotta like have a cork screwed open, and it's yeah. like, nah, I can't. Well, I'm not drinking this one. Yeah. This one's gonna sit on the shelf for a while. This is too high class for me. <laughs> I didn't wear my good beer drinking clothes. Uh, gotta... Can I pour this in a red solo cup? How's that work? Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. I gotta go take a shower real quick. I'll be back. I can't drink this beer until I maybe spritz on some cologne. 
set the mood. Well, before we before we drink the St. Arnold, uh, the the beer we had pre show was some Southern Tier Old Man Winter. Mm. Real quick, consume it or can it on the Southern Beer Old Man Winter. The Southern Beer or the Southern Tier? Southern Beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the oh. Southern Tier Old Man Winter. Yeah, you, it slid right off your tongue. I was like, he didn't realize that. He just said Southern Beer. No, the <laughs> Southern Tier Old Man Winter Winter Ale. Um, 7%, 7%, and we talked about it when when I when I brought it over. That there's no description on this bottle, which is really weird. No description on the bottle, no description on the packaging. It just assumes just like, that you know what a winter as ale a tastes fact, like. It or says on there, why the hell not? That's literally what it says on yeah. the bottle. Um, very, very solid beer. The, there's nothing f- fancy about it, which maybe is why there's no description. There's There really isn't anything that I would write home about um, <laughs> as, as far as winter ales go. But it's it's very good. I, mean, I like it. I consume it. Yeah, no, it's definitely consume, but it's it's nothing fancy. I mean, if you're looking for just a a, a good winter beer to enjoy, yeah, and you're just hey, uh, let me pick that up, which is exactly how it happened. I just grabbed it and thought, yeah, because yeah, I was like, out. hey man, get a cheap, get something cheap, <laughs> and you were like, all right, cool. And then you show up with the Southern Tier six pack. I'm like, oh yeah, good work on getting something cheap. All right, fantastic. <laughs> it was only seven bucks. I know, but like the beer I told you to get is six ninety nine for a twelve pack. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't that cheap. So, burger baby, burger and hams. Actually, hams is like three ninety nine. All right, there. Pack. Jake Jake hit us back and said uh, that Braxton Labs had it not too long ago, ten ounces on tap, and that Party Source has it in the twelve ounce bottle. All so right, that so it makes is total the twelve ounce bottles. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think at sixteen percent that they would go much higher than that because I'm guessing if you buy it at that in that capacity it's still costing you probably like close to ten dollars a bottle at six oh absolutely so For, yeah, yeah they're yeah. not gonna sell it i want to find it now though oh absolutely uh, a pumpkin beer like that we, we won't stop until we try them all <laughs> <laughs> to be like pokemon our pokemon <laughs> is, is pumpkin fucking beers pumpkin mon Ah, oh, fuck. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. No. No. I'm a, <laughs> you I'm ruined it. I'm backtracking. As soon as, I say it. as soon as I said it, I was like, nope, that's not what I wanted to say. God damn it. Um, anyways, so St. Arnold's 2017 Pumpkinator is what we're drinking tonight. Wow. First sip. Oh. <laughs> wow. And, and I was even worried because the, the winter beer that we had... It wasn't super, but a 7% beer, like, that's going to kind of mess up the flavor Well, and bit. winter beers are a little bit stronger in their flavor, and that was part of your concern was, hey, get a cheaper beer that won't mess with our palate. Get and something like water. Yeah, it yeah. Won't, won't F up the flavor for this pumpkin beer, but wow. That pumpkinator. It is. That is a coming out strong pumpkin. <laughs> like, that pumpkin flavor crawled out of my glass, slapped me in the face. Like, it is up front, I, I concur with flavor. that assessment. It is not, it is not a weak pumpkin flavor whatsoever. No, it is. I'll tell you what, this isn't that the damn pumpkin latte stout that we <laughs> that that tasted not like the, a the pumpkin spice latte yeah, that, nitro. Yeah, that tasted like, nothing like coffee or nothing oh. like pumpkin. <laughs> this is not that. This has actual flavor, this and is, it is pumpkin kicking man. you right in the face. Uh, and I know Blake had said that. This wasn't even his favorite version of the Pumpkinator. He said some of the previous years were better than this one. Mm. Blake said that fourteen ninety nine for the uh, the beer for a twelve ounce bottle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> apparently pass hard pass. <laughs> wow, fourteen ninety nine for a twelve ounce bottle. Now I get that it's sixteen percent, 
But still, like fifteen dollars for a bottle of beer? Real? Mm mm. I struggled. That's a tough sell. I struggle to pay fifteen dollars for a sixer. For a bomber, like for a bomber, I'm like fifteen. This and even that, like those bombers are like ten percent, twelve percent that I'm getting for the fifteen dollars. That's a that's a tough price tag for that one. I don't know, man. That's that's really tough. I mean, this one was what eight ninety nine. Pumpkinator was what eight ninety nine for the bomber. Yes, which was another reason why we got it because not only were they making the claims. This one was ten ninety nine. Was it? Yes, because I remember we were like, really? Fuck you! We're ordering this. Oh, this is ten ninety nine. Whoops, (laughs) that's a little bit more than we were willing to spend. But if it's a good pumpkin beer, it'll be worth it. Yeah, but it's out here making bold claims, so we had to sacrifice. Money for finding out the cause. <laughs> the the couple extra dollars that we were not willing to spend right. on other beers. <laughs> right. We're going to spend it to figure this one out. Uh, looking good so far. We'll see how it holds up, but wow. <laughs> wow. We will see how it holds up. Let's get into Upper Deck. Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Gamefly.com. Head on over to our website, CraftRootSports.com. There's a shitload of good articles that you guys can check out. Read those articles. Click on the Sponsors tab. There's a link to get the Gamefly promo. You get free 30-day trial. Like All you got to do is just click that link and sign up. You're going to get a free 30-day trial, so check that out. Nailed it. Okay. I was sitting there thinking about it, making a joke about how this is the first time I'm drinking two beers at the same time, and two beers, one cup, but then I realized I didn't pour both of the beers in the same cup, so that joke would be lame. Alrighty, but let's get an upper deck. Uh, Everybody's favorite weed head, Josh Gordon. He's back in the NFL this week. He's finally off of his two-and-a-half-year suspension, hiatus, whatever. Goodell banished him, basically, from the league. Uh, He's unsuspended this week. We'll suit up for the Browns. But everybody knows that him and weed go together like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) Gordon knows it all too well because this week he let us in on a little bit more of uh, the the behind-the-scenes when it comes to him and weed. Prior to him joining the NFL while he was at Baylor, Gordon estimates that he sold $10,000 worth of weed per month. That's unreal. That is so per much month. weed. That is so much weed. That's all the weed. And he's a college kid doing this. Like, that's a lot of weed if you're just Joe Blow on the street. Just a regular weed dealer. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, I'm pushing $10,000 out the door. Damn, that's a lot of money. Oh, I'm a college kid. And I, and I play at a nationally yeah. renowned program. I sell $10,000 worth of weed I finished the, the story because I have a question okay. about this. So in a feature piece on Sports Illustrated, Gordon says that as a sophomore at Baylor, he was able to receive as much sophomore. as six pounds of weed. Not even like, hey, I've already established I'm the guy. Nope. He's a sophomore that nobody fucking knows at this point. Okay. Six pounds Continue. of weed, vacuum sealed and wrapped in <clears throat> mylar, sprayed with kerosene and covered in coffee beans to max the smell. Congratulations, you just outed every drug dealer in the country and how they <laughs> mail <laughs> weed. So I'm sure they're very happy about now having to find a different way since you've just We worked them. on this formula for years. <laughs> for and beta, now all of a sudden... All of, this week, the dogs are sniffing right through that because they know right. exactly what to look for. We're looking for kerosene with coffee. Like, find yeah. that smell. Don't worry about finding the weed. Just find kerosene and coffee. <laughs> Got it. Oh, Roscoe found another, found another shipment. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Josh Gordon. Anyway, <laughs> so he gets all these shipments, masking the smell, and they're shipped right through U.S. mail. Every week from a 
dealer just back home for him. He would drive to Dallas and San Antonio, sell it, and he estimates that he was bringing in $10,000 per month. As a sophomore in college, this dude. And just a, a off-the-street dealer. I mean, this isn't yeah. a professional dealer or anything like that. This is just a guy in the dorm. This is me and you, college dorms, just selling weed. I couldn't get $10,000 in scholarship money extra when I ran out. <laughs> this motherfucker was making it in weed sales. All right, but per okay, month. so here's my question. Josh Gordon has come out recently with like a lot of stuff about his past at Baylor and like how he and nobody seems to bat an eye. Nobody's like, wait, you did drugs every day? You you purposely got drunk to Before see how games? well you performed <laughs> as you were drunk? Yeah. Really? That's what you did? Nobody has questioned any of this. Do you think this is just bullshit? Like it's just him talking because ten thousand dollars per month—that's going to get noticed. It could be, but my first thought afterwards was, hey, you're just getting off suspension. Is now the time to brag about that's your weed sales like, in college? I, I, I mean, I know they're not going to say, oh, well, you're suspended some more because of some stuff right. you did in college, but the timing just seems kind of odd to just start bragging about it. I don't know what the statute of limitations is for weed sales. I feel like the DEA could look into this. Yeah, I feel like it's a little I'm not saying that they could bust him anymore for the sales, but I'm pretty sure they could look into this whole thing and backtrack and find out where these shipments are coming from and then find out his dealer and maybe take down some type, because I'm guessing the dealer's still probably doing his thing, or at least some type of channels, maybe find out where the dealer was getting his supply. I feel like somebody could get screwed in this whole revelation by Josh Gordon. You think you think like uh, it's like the Conor McGregor thing where like now drug dealers are after Josh Gordon to shut him up. I would be. Maybe not all drug dealers. What? Maybe not all drug dealers, but but the ones who drug dealer that one (laughs) and the ones who were shipping drugs in this fashion for sure are. That's unreal to me. Like I. Part of me has to believe that this is all bullshit. Like, there's no way. There's no okay, way. Okay, I, I, might, I believe sophomore. the way that the way that it happened and the fact that he was doing it are true. Yeah, the, I feel the like the, I was going to say that there's no the, way the math is real 10, funny on ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's you're a you're a college sophomore and you have a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year coming into you, and nobody notices. You're also come on. Like I realize Baylor swept a lot of shit under the rug, but he's also still being a football player. I mean, they've got practice, they've got class, they've got stuff. Finding time to sell ten thousand dollars worth of weed, unless you're doing it all in one fell right. swoop, that's pretty tough to do. Yeah, there. Uh, <sighs> so he's probably bumping up the numbers a little bit, but even still, even if you cut it in half and said, hey, I was making $5,000, isn't that That's still no, insane? That's still $60,000 a year That's in a weed. weed. Oh, man. I am in the wrong business, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to get and to. And then there's is that. Like, maybe I should, like, I mean, now I know how to get it to me. Mail it to me is with some kerosene. Quit and craft fruit sports. Coffee. Go into the weed business. No, clearly I don't have to quit shit. Oh yeah. If Josh Gordon can play Division One college football, he I can even still do this job shit. And kids, on top yeah. <laughs> I can still do this shit and just make an extra. Oh, this shit, huh? Well, that's just some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to the next story. Moving on. Uh, rivalry week last week. Uh, lots of teams went down. Fuck you, Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> 
It brings out the, but the not, best thing. Also, fuck you, Alabama, in a good way. Yeah. Oh, man. All of the chaos. We'll talk about that in a bit. Rivalry, rival, rivalry week. <laughs> Southern beer. <laughs> it's getting to you. The rivalry week brings out some of the best shit ever, and this year was no different. LSU, they've had a pretty up and down year. They they have, I think they're at eight and three right now, something like that. Did they're, they fire Odron? Or was no. that just heavily rumored? No, like, he's still there. Okay. Uh, I feel like he there. was on the edge. <laughs> yeah, they're eight and three. They lost to Alabama. Mississippi State and Troy. That was the big one. That okay. Lost. And they lost to Troy at home where everybody was like, are you kidding me? I didn't me? realize they lost to Troy at home. Yes. I missed and that. And I think it that was That must have been night. when all the barking was yes. coming out of yes. him getting Because it was, yeah. But they also beat Florida, who wasn't that good this year. Yeah, so it's, but it's still a rivalry thing. And they beat Auburn, who is probably going to be in the playoffs. So LSU has a win over a playoff team. So Therefore, whatever Auburn does from here on out, they can say that they have by proxy done. Right. So exactly. if Auburn goes yeah. on to win in the national title, they can claim national <laughs> we beat champions. the national title. <laughs> yep. And absolutely. No, not just beat. They can claim that they're the <laughs> national champs. That's how that works. The transitive property. <laughs> we beat the national champs at some point. They won the title. We are the national champs. Well, last week, uh, LSU played Texas A&M, which is one of those weird forced rivalries. Like, since Texas A&M joined the SEC, now all of a sudden they're rivals with LSU when really there was no rivalry beforehand. They're, like, trying to force this story. Anyways, um, it was a, a game between those. The game meant uh, the difference between a 9-3 and three season and a, an 8-4 and four. Odell Beckham Jr., former LSU wide receiver, was in attendance, and he really wanted LSU to break out an old tradition that they did back in the day. So for years, the LSU band would play the hook from Neck by Cameo and Dem Franchise Boys. (laughs) I want you to read that again. Uh, They would play the hook of Neck by Cameo and Dem Franchise Boys. That was the only part I wanted you to read again. (laughs) Dem Franchise Boys. Uh, It really fired up the crowd. It became a tradition at LSU Stadium. Students would yell out the phrase, Suck that tiger dick, bitch, (laughs) during the song. uh, Because... That's what happens. Um, as a matter of fact, we have a uh, uh, an audio of what this sounds like. Let's just take a listen. get the idea so that was uh faculty must be proud yeah apparently they frowned that's so upon much better than build me up buttercup just saying way better than <laughs> anything uh yeah any other tradition that just that also kills jump around from wisconsin <laughs> just saying <laughs> dude that is that is one of my favorites and the video if you guys ever want to look that up it's just a whole bunch of white people just like trying to like, like yeah! coordinate stuff. Suck that tiger dick, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's cool, right? Dem franchise boys. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, anyways, the administration apparently did not like that this became a tradition. <gasps> yeah, grasp your pearls. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> my word. They said tiger dick. 
and, and bitch. bitch. <laughs> In the same sentence. <laughs> so sometime between 2008 and 2010, the song was banned from LSU Stadium. You were not allowed to play it. Up at these southern motherfuckers. <laughs> they went so far as to put a fine on it. Like, the administration would fine the band director if they played Neck. Wow. Deep That's into this. Far. Yeah. Um, however, fines are no match for Odell Beckham Jr. Because as he was there this week, he climbed up into the band, talked to the band director, and said, I will pay the fine, play Neck. And the <laughs> band played Neck, and people lost their goddamn minds. Now, wait. What's funny about this is if it's a song that's been banned... How does the band like? How are they just ready on a moment's notice to fire it up? Oh, you'll pay the fine. (laughs) Fire it up, boys! (laughs) All right, everybody, turn to page eighty-two and the the handbook. We practiced for this. We knew this day might come. Why is the band ready to do this if it's been banned for seven years? That's a good point. That's a very good point. I didn't think about that until just now. Yeah, nine years, right? Almost a decade. This song has been banned, (laughs) and they're just like. Hey, I'll pay the fine. Oh, you will? Hey. In that case, hey, do it. This is like in football. At the end of every practice, you run those fourth down plays that you're like, well, I'll never ever run this. (laughs) The fourth down play in band is, all right, everybody, before we wrap things up today, we're playing neck. You never know what is going to come in handy. Oh, wait, uh, band director, is that the song by Cameo and Dem Franchise (laughs) Boys? Odell's going to be here this week. He might offer to pay. Strike that shit. <laughs> wow. That's funny. I love this story. It's, it's so I love great. that this legacy is going to continue. That Seriously. You know, there, there you, are people right now who are ready to go be in the band at LSU next year as a freshman who are learning how to play that song just because it's a tradition And that's you know banned. alumni are going to go to every game next year and just pay the fine. Oh, God, yeah. Like, why not at this point? Booger McFarlane, get on that. (laughs) Get on that. I want every notable LSU alum to get there and pay that. Ryan Clark, do it. Uh, Boyle says the LSU A&M rivalry is going to heat up next year, considering LSU swung and missed twice with Jimbo Fisher, and A&M managed to land him. That's a good point. That is a... uh, now this or this unorganic rivalry will have somehow created something out of nothing <laughs> because of the head coach rebuffing the one school <laughs> and accepting the other. Go figure. Backing up a story, Boyle also wanted to know how much an on-campus Keystone Light dealer would have made while we were at Xavier. A lot. He would have made a shitload just from going to Ledgewood. Easily. <laughs> 10000 a month doesn't sound <laughs> irrational when you say that. You can push Keystone lights out the door, no problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I love... Uh, by the way, just throwing this out there again. The neck tradition is my favorite of all. Like, hands down, I want them to play that at every game. Even if Notre Dame is playing LSU and they are losing by 100... Play neck because I want to hear that shit. Because I'm going to be like, yeah, we're sucking that tiger dick, bitch. Well, I was going to say, if they're losing by 100, of course you don't care. I want it to be a real <laughs> close game. Everything be on the line. And from that moment on, LSU grabs the momentum and runs with it. And they'll be like, so during the game, it was noticeable that LSU was down. But all of a sudden, the band played neck. And from that moment on, LSU could not be stopped. And I'm just going to look at you and say, hey. You you don't care the scenario, huh? It's easy to say, yeah, sure, play it when they're down by 100. Who gives a shit what's playing then? 
I want LSU to play it against Notre Dame when when the game's on the line, the game's in the balance, and the LSU to just rally up and r- go right behind it into a victory. You done? You done? No. You done? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Change your fucking tune. <laughs> Fuck that song. Fuck that. Yeah, that <laughs> damn franchise, boy. <laughs> That'll be you if it ever happens. <laughs> All right, next story. Uh, speaking of FSU, who we just discussed briefly, uh, you probably heard of the story of the kicker, uh, Ricky Agayo, um, and tight end Ryan Izzo. Dude, their feud with frat bros at Florida State. Just so much frat bro problems. Yes. Florida State. <laughs> right, which is really weird for a, a place like Florida State to just have <laughs> frat bro problems. And out of the, not a school that jumps out at me when I think of yeah. frat bros and being an issue. Right. I think of cold weather schools before I think of warm weather. I, that's just, when right. I think of frat bros. It's just the first thing that jumps out at me is schools up in the Ivy League and the Northeast. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, southern schools and schools that have warm weather and better things to worry about than frats. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. come up. <laughs> so this right. is, that's what makes this extra weird. But anyway, uh, Ryan Enzo and their feud with some frat bros at uh, Florida State. The story broke this week that Aguayo uh, had been involved in a fight last year with some. Frat bros who Aguayo says were talking shit to him for a poor one in three performance against Florida the week before. And of course, that means he only made one of his three kicks. Thank you. Appreciate that. I wanted to break that down for all the idiots out there. It's <laughs> like one of three, one of three performance with what? Uh, Aguayo, Suck that tiger dick, bitch. <laughs> Aguayo said that he was jumped and that there was some conflicting reports as to what exactly happened. But TMZ released a video of the fight this week and it showed Izzo, who wasn't there according to what Aguayo originally told police, and Aguayo throwing punches and fighting all of these dudes. Dude, it was. Which calls into question what Aguayo had actually claimed. It was a good video, too. Like, there was a. It was a. Pretty good street brawl. Well, and there's nothing like a good old fashioned brawl cut on video. Yeah, just frat bros and football players. Izzo is like all roided out, like I'll fucking kill you. Because <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? Like he went full Gronk. It was like uh, I will eat your children. I don't know if he said that, but that's what I heard <laughs> when I was watching it. <laughs> okay. Adding on to this, this part of the story is where things took a fucking weird turn. Apparently, two months after all this went down, a member of a different frat on the same street as the one Aguayo and Izzo tangled with woke up to a loud noise on the first floor of their house, went downstairs to find Aguayo, Izzo, and another person in a completely wrecked room holding the house pet turtle named Turtle, which is... One issue to unwrap, turtle. <laughs> but the poor turtle had his shell ripped off. His shell was ripped off, which is, if anybody knows what happens to a turtle if your shell gets ripped off, the turtle's dead. Is it, yeah. Turtles cannot That's, survive without their shell. That is awful. But to rip the shell off of a turtle takes one severely deranged motherfucker or... And a lot of road strength. Well, but that or a Mack truck because you always hear about turtles getting run over and yeah. their their and shells, shells get crushed. Yeah. Whatever that that makes total sense because you know they're trying to cross the road and whatever it should happen. But if yeah. a person was to actually try to get a turtle shell off or destroy it, 
You've got to like go out yeah. of your way to it's, do that. Yeah, it takes one deranged easy. son of a bitch to deshell a turtle. Yeah, I don't know why this guy never called the cops either. Because like according to the story, he was like, "Well, I didn't see anybody rip the turtle shell off, so I don't know." But who I went did to it. bed and the turtle shell was intact. But and and one dude was holding the turtle without a turtle shell on it. So I oh, shell shocked. Too soon. Too soon. R.I.P. Turtle. <laughs> that is. First of all, what is more? What is more animal abuse? Ripping the shell off the turtle or naming the turtle Turtle? Which is more Turtle? <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's abuse. awful. Yeah. That's a really annoying thing to say too. What are we gonna name him? <laughs> turtle. So it's kind of like turtle, but there's this N that just makes you stumble. But turtle. he's but he's turnt. It's we're getting yeah, turned. Yeah, I, 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 I totally get where they're going because they're frat bros. But it's really difficult to just say. <laughs> turtle so guess, doesn't roll off. I guess this this whole story, like the whole point of this story, is like, is Aguayo completely full of shit? Like clearly, he's got shit going with all these frats mm-hmm. on this street that. He's getting into a fight with one, and then two months later, he's ripping the turtle shell off of another frat bro's, like, pet. What the fuck is with this dude? All because he can't kick worth a shit, or? I, well, and that's, like, is that what started this whole thing? You is, had a bad game against Florida? Is he related to the Guayo? Yes, now that's his brother. can't kick? Yes. Yeah, okay. In the video, <laughs> as a matter of fact, in the that, video. That's the funniest part is, his older brother now can't kick in the NFL, yeah. and he's like, oh, wait. You can't kick in college now. This this family's just had a rough yeah. go of it the last year. In the video, the one frat bro is yelling at at Ricky Aguayo, and he's like, "You come on our campus and do this shit. Your brother never did this. That's why I respected him. <laughs> That's why you respected right. him." <laughs> All right, cool. All right. I mean, you know how drunken frat boy frat boy shit goes. Like, you just say shit, I guess, like that. Anyways. Yeah. Either Izzo or Aguayo or whoever this third person is are fucking psychos and should be monitored forever. If you're ripping off the shell of a turtle, go kill yourself. (laughs) Seriously, go kill yourself. (laughs) Turtles can do nothing to you. If you're ripping the shell off of one, you're the worst life form there is. (laughs) All right, so let's move on. Um, I don't know how many times we're going to say it on this show. If you were going to at somebody on Twitter, <laughs> at the right fucking person, like tweet at the correct person. There's nothing more embarrassing than tweeting the wrong person. And getting so fired up and just like, so we talked about the uh, the Trump supporters who went after LeVar Ball, but actually, actually tweeted at LeVar Burton and talked about how he was a washed up actor and Trump should have left his kid in prison. <laughs> So they just, like, meshed everything together. Anyways, it happened again this week. Um, everybody at this point knows about the Crabtree and Aqib Tlaib fight. Um, everybody saw what happened. There were suspensions that were handed out. Those suspensions were reduced down to one game for each guy. Um, but it, this week, in people who know Tweet Good, <laughs> people went to Twitter. Uh, apparently, they're Raiders fans because they were especially not happy that Tlaib had his suspension reduced. Now, to be fair, Raiders fans come in not the brightest crayons in the box to begin yep. with. 
Yeah. So there's that. Yep. That's so a, this that's this point. actually makes more sense the more you think it through. That's a good. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, well, they think that Akeem Talib started the whole thing because he ripped off Crabtree's tr- uh, chain again. Um, and that led to the whole brawl. So they decided to let Akeem Talib hear it <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> the only problem is they didn't tweet Akeem Talib. He tweeted at Talib Quelly. Talib, Talib, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm going to type in Talib, and the first thing that comes up, I'm angry tweeting at him that he, he ain't got no right to start no fight with Michael Crabtree. <laughs> Whatever happens. Jesus Christ, man. Fuck How are these? They, like, just, they're like, all right, you know what? Quit taking Crabtree's tra- chain and fucking rapping with Kanye and shit, you <laughs> asshole. Like, like, I don't understand how. Oh, oh my god! People um, are dumb. The best part was Quelly uh, tweeted out, uh, "Akeem to leave, be having my mentions fucked up." LOL. <laughs> See, that's the best part. Is the people that are getting mistaken at least have a good, you know. Uh, they're good f- yeah, fans like, about it. Just like they're deal not, with it. Guys. Yeah, I mean, they're like, wow, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of idiots here. Might as well roll <laughs> with it. Just just joke about it. I mean, nobody's taking it seriously. God damn it, I'm not even the same fucking person. <laughs> fuck that guy and fuck all of you. I do want to see somebody get mad about I it. I don't. I don't want to see anybody take it seriously. I just want to, yep. I, I like I like LeVar Burton. I'm just going to retweet all you idiots. <laughs> just go on ahead and retweet all you morons. <laughs> Be having my mentions fucked up. Uh, doesn't matter for at Talib Welly since Broncos are dog shit, but Raiders still have a shot at the division. Damn. Uh, he doesn't play for the Broncos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> at Talib Welly at Broncos. Sorry, Talib should have been ejected last game for pulling at King Crab 15 gold chain. Totally uncalled for. I'm on Crabtree's side. Noble stand to take. And then just, you stole Crabtree's chain. That's my favorite. <laughs> Just a blatant. Even if you were tweeting at the correct person, the response is, "I know." I sure did. Yeah, I mean, got got him twice. Correct. <laughs> what what is he supposed to say to that? At that point, I would just tweet back the the meme that's been going around of Akeem Talib on Two Chains' face. Oh yeah, where it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Two Chains. <laughs> that's all I would tweet back at that point. Like, nope, Two Chains. Uh, and then the uh, the last one asked to leave Quelly, eh, did you give Michael Crabtree back his chain? Um, no, I, t- I didn't. I stole it. I fucking took it. <laughs> Sitting on my mantle. <laughs> Wrapped it around my dick twice. <laughs> Using it as a dick chain. Look, all That's I know all is, I got now. like, if you're going to tweet at somebody, just just search it first. Please, dear God, anybody listening to the show, I don't care how many people are listening right now, just search who you're tweeting at first. Although I do hope somebody gets mad with Crafford Sports and tweets at somebody else. I hope they tweet at CBS Sports. That'd be great. <laughs> at CBS Sports. Fuck you and your story about our kid to leave. I hate that motherfucker and I hate you. What? what? Oh, man. Sticking with Twitter. Yep. Our, our favorite coach here on Craft Brood Sports, Lane Kiffin. Mm. He was all over the tweets this He's week, right. being the trolliest of the trolls that ever trolled. <laughs> <laughs> One of his troll jobs decided uh, included tweeting out a picture 
of Kim Jong-un photoshopped onto Butch Jones's body <laughs> with the text that says, Breaking news, Kim Jong-un has turned down the Tennessee job. <laughs> this was in addition to him also tweeting out in a battle with Aaron, Eric Ainge. The two of them got into a, uh, a DM conversation. Eric Ainge is a host for Tennessee radio, uh, you know, a vault to the end, former quarterback. Gets direct messages Lane Kiffin and and screams at him like a four-year-old and is basically just, fuck you, we don't want you in Tennessee, anybody but you, you're the worst. Oh, that's reasonable. Kiffin is like, uh, okay, dude, don't you have a a professional job on radio in Tennessee? (laughs) Yeah, man, but uh, I just want to say you suck and anybody would be better than you. And I mean, you were one of the best coaches that I had, but... You're great offensive mind. I, I just don't think you'd be the right person for the job. <laughs> Lane Kiffin responds, I, I didn't ask for the job. <laughs> L- Lane Kiffin was fantastic this week. All of the clusterfuckness that he has was... gone down with Tennessee this week. Kane Lane Kiffin just sat back and took it all in. He went on Dan Patrick this week, too. And like Dan Patrick had asked him about how he trolls Nick Saban on Twitter. And his response was, you think Nick Saban's on Twitter? He doesn't read this. Like he, has, he prides himself on not ever sending a text message. He doesn't read anything I put on there. Well, he had also tweeted at the, one of the earliest tweets in the week where it was like Lane Kiffin or Tennessee looking for their you know fourth or fifth head coach or whatever the hell coach they're looking for in the last ten years. Lane Kiffin preparing his nine and three owls for a bowl game this week. Not worried, not worried about anything with Tennessee. Just expert troll job by Lane Kiffin this week. And congrats to him after we uh, earlier in the season laughed and gave him so much shit his about owls, his oh my god really ridiculous recruiting pitch commercial. Uh, if you guys are looking for. Uh, uh, <laughs> you guys want to come hang out at the stadium or whatever like we got season tickets and shit so you should just fucking come and hang out man and turns out he knew exactly what he was doing go owls <laughs> lane kiffin king of twitter for this week as much as i hated him at usc i kind of like him now he's funny i kind of like like i'm on board he's that guy i told coworkers this week that he'd be really cool to hang out with really cool to be friends with but if anybody ever asks you yeah, I'm friends with Lane. He's kind of a douchebag. I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I readily it. admit <laughs> that he's a fucking douchebag, but God, he's really fun. I have no idea what he's going to do when we go out. He's the wild card in the fucking group. So I keep him around. But I totally get that he's a huge douchebag. Yeah, I understand. He's, uh, yeah. I get why nobody I else I know likes why him. you don't want to hang around with us when Lane's coming out. I totally get it. But. I get why everybody else has an unfavorable opinion. Right? But God damn it, he is fun to be around. All right, let's wrap up Upper Deck with um, breaking college football coaching news. I mean, not, it's not breaking anymore, but it was. Oh. So this week, uh, Mississippi State hired their new head coach. They hired Penn State offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead. And it was Moorhead. a big shock. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it was a big shock when Brett McMurphy tweeted it out on November 28th saying... I'm hearing that Brett Moorhead, uh, that <laughs> Brett Moorhead, Joe Moorhead is going to be the head coach of Mississippi State, and everybody was shocked. However, that was not who broke this story initially. The initial story broke oh God. <laughs> on a message board 
uh, as as most stories do now, message boards tend to be. There's always somebody that has like the only reason message boards don't get any type of somebody. Well, the only reason they don't get any type of credit <laughs> is because it's two guys like you and I who know somebody who knows somebody right. who may be close to whatever's happening. I heard all right, yeah. but or no, it, it may actually be legit. Like your dad could be friends with, like, let's say Lane Kiffin. And yeah. you, your dad's talking. Lane Kiffin knows exactly what Lane Kiffin's going to do, but because you you are just sitting there on a message board, like, hey, right. I've got this I'm totally exactly, anonymous. Yeah, yeah, you're just some guy. Like message boards get dismissed because most of it is just seen as just a couple assholes well, in their basement, and it could be assholes that just put it out just to like get message board cred, right. which happens quite a bit. Well, I miss Platinum Plus, <laughs> the user from this message board, which. By the way, Platinum Plus is a uh, apparently now defunct strip club from one of the Carolinas. Also a good rap name. A rapper name. <laughs> it's a pretty good Platinum name. Platinum Plus, bitch. Uh, the post is titled, If My Info from the Cheetah Lounge is Correct. <laughs> and then he goes to, on to say, I'm just going to read his post verbatim. For those that don't know, that's a great little establishment in Atlanta. <laughs> So it's it was the gold club. It's a strip club. He's talking about a strip club. Uh, there's a nice lady that, quote, works for tips, and she has a good friend that is an Uber driver slash doorman on the side. Said driver, in between airport trips, not at the club, was able to overhear a conversation between a coach and his agent. That info got relayed by stripper to Miss Platinum just earlier. Bottom line, Moorhead is the guy, and he is working to keep Grantham. So from an Uber driver to a stripper to the pack, hail state, hail Moorhead. So let's recap here. An Uber driver picks up Moorhead from the airport, overhears Moorhead talking to his agent, realizes that Moorhead is now the new Mississippi State head coach, understands that that's what's happening. He tells a stripper... <laughs> Who works at the Cheetah Lounge. So it's all adding up. Keep going. The stripper tells this guy who then goes on a message board and goes, I heard it from a stripper who heard it from an Uber driver. <laughs> Moorhead is the guy. And it's right. That's the fucking craziest part about this whole thing. Who in their right mind hears this story and goes, now you know what? I'm going to post this. Uh, I think that's going to happen. Stripper? Uber driver? Yeah. All checks out. Moorhead's the guy. I'm going to put my screen name on the line for this pose. You only need two sources. Nailed it. <laughs> Uber driver, stripper. <laughs> Can you confirm? They ask in the news business for you to get two sources. Motherfucker got two sources and was right. <laughs> he scooped it based on an Uber driver that talked to a stripper that talked to him. Like, that's what's glossed over in this whole thing is like, he's getting a lap dance and she's like, oh, you're a Mississippi State fan? Oh, well, anyways, I hear Moorhead's the guy from an Uber driver that came in here last week and he's like, nice titties. What? Moorhead? Really? <laughs> <laughs> this is Met Upper Deck brought to you by Gamefly.com and Dick Chains. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Wow, we're, people are really excited to get waiting to get there. Oh, you guys are, are you guys? Phone there? lines are blowing up. Craftroot <laughs> Sports, who's this? Oh, uh, this is Boyle. Hey, Boyle, what's up, buddy? Nothing. 
Uh, so I was here listening to uh, your your last story here about the crazy uh, sources for the breaking Mississippi State uh, <laughs> uh, coaching news. And just like everything uh, that it feels like this past week, uh, Tennessee just uh, continues to one up. And if, if Les Miles ends up being the uh, new head coach of Tennessee, which, you know, he's still, he's still out there. I want you to know that the, one of the first people out there that, that said Les Miles was interested in the job on Twitter was one, uh, a local Knoxville resident. And uh, I think he owns like a, like a nationwide uh, insurance thing in Knoxville. His name's Glenn Jacobs. You may better know him, know him as a, professional wrestler Kane. <laughs> I I'm not even fucking kidding that like the big red machine is breaking college football coaching rumors in the year of our Lord twenty seventeen. This this year just continues to but, get but, weirder and weirder. But with the week that Tennessee has had I'm Does not even that not shocked. Shock that's like me. the least yep. shocking thing that's happened like, in Tennessee this week. Did it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Yep. Yeah. That totally like, happened. If, if like, four, yeah, if four years ago you said like, oh yeah, like, yeah, Kane's going to be like breaking college football news, uh, you, you would laugh and, and you would think it's just the weirdest thing you've ever heard. But like, you know, it's 2017. Donald Trump's our president. Uh, you know, the coaching week, carousel has been absolutely Bat shit insane going back to Hi, the Sam. Hugh Freeze shit at Ole Miss over the summer. I mean, it's just been absolutely uh, – nothing would surprise me. If if Tennessee hired, like, a fucking, you know, three-legged goat tomorrow to coach their team, I'd be like, yep, sounds about right. He'll go, you know, three and eight <laughs> next year in the SEC. I actually think at this point it would be more shocking if Kane was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kane didn't get the news right. We can't believe Kane. Perfect Who Kane are we be supposed wrong. to believe? <laughs> he, came, he came through Hellfire and Brimstone to deliver that tweet, and he's wrong? What? <laughs> uh, Boyle, you had an, an awesome article this week on uh, on Craft Root Sports about the coaching carousel, uh, speaking of Tennessee. Yeah. So Tennessee, obviously, for those of you that may not have heard, uh, they announced or it leaked that they were going to hire Greg Schiano, who is the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Well, that happened this week. That seems like a lifetime I know, right? Yeah, That's how like, crazy it's been. I, I said earlier, Chip Kelly to UCLA – feels like it was like three years ago. Yeah, it's like, Jim Kelly hasn't Saturday, always been at UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Greg Schiano was uh, leaked as the, uh, the head coach. It was about to be announced, and then everybody – uh, that's a Tennessee fan lost their shit and blew up about it. And Tennessee <laughs> rescinded the offer, which started the whole craziness. But you brought up an interesting point about Shiano and uh, that had he been maybe a better coach that he, he may have gotten a pass for what had happened at oh, Penn state. Damn straight. He would have. <laughs> no oh yeah. Doubt. I mean, you know, somebody brought it up on Facebook earlier, but, but you know, if they hired Peyton Manning, like right now, Nobody would bat an eye. I mean, people might balk at the fact that he's never coached before, but nobody would balk uh, uh, at the fact that, you know, he stuck his balls on a female trainer's face when he was at uh, uh, Tennessee. I mean, (laughs) it's just a funny premise. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's sexual sexual assault is not funny, but that's fucking funny. That was, right? Was, no, yeah, you're funny. right. It's not. But what is funny is that these people <laughs> want to pretend that you know they're all high and mighty. When the fact of the matter is, they they were just mad that Shiano like wasn't like a big name. Like it wasn't John Gruden. It wasn't like you know I don't know Bob Stoops or anybody else. And it was like we're pissed. Uh, let's find something. In fact. You know, there was a rundown of, like, Tennessee, uh, you know, sports radio from that day. And, like, the first hour, they were just bitching about Shiano, like, and how it was a shitty hire. And it had nothing to do with, like, what happened at Penn State. And, uh, you know, then finally somebody called in and, and said that. And then, like, for the last, you know, four hours of the show... Like, all they did was talk about, uh, you know, the Penn State shit. And it's like, well, they found a reason, excuse, beyond football, why not to hire this guy. And, you know, it's a perfectly good reason. But at the same time, like, like who are you kidding? Like, you just didn't like him as a coach. You know, he was going to be no better than Butch Jones, probably. And, you know, it, you know whether it was a good hire or not doesn't matter. It, the fact is, is they didn't like it, and they found a reason not to, not to accept him. So do you do you think Kane is right in in his predictions for the next Tennessee head coach? I, you, you know what? It, to be honest, at this point, like, it, first of all, who else is going to take it? Uh, Les Miles, it, you know, from people close to him, has it sounds like he not only is interested. Uh, I mean, if Kane said it, then it's got to be true. But uh, <laughs> uh, it seems like he's wanted to get back into coaching. Um, he's a little on the old side, but. Uh, you know, his Look. worst seasons at LSU were better than the best seasons that Tennessee has had in like the past 15 years. But in so, a week where everything that's gone yeah. down at Tennessee has gone down and fucking Herm Edwards ended up at Arizona oh State. Uh, I mean, Les Miles actually sounds like a reasonable fucking thing to do this It sounds week. like Like that would be the best possible. case scenario Tennessee could hope for that's after like everything their, yeah, that's, that's happened. Yeah, that's their home run hire at this point is Les Miles. Seriously. The, the perfect the perfect way for Les to creep back in, where everybody is like, "Oh my God, Les, we we got Les Miles. We we hit a the home run with this. In Knoxville. <laughs> I can't wait till he's eating our grass. It's gonna be the best. <laughs> We're gonna eat grass and then sing Rocky Top. It's gonna be the coolest. Exactly what Les was waiting in the weeds for this whole time. I want to be loved again. I'm gonna wait for the perfect position where I look like a savior. So, uh, do you think Les Miles, if he does take the job, do you think he's succeeds at Tennessee or do you think he's no better than what he was at LSU sure. where he wins like nine Sure, nine but you know what? I think if, if, if they hire Miles, they've got to have a plan in place. I mean, he's, he's old. He's almost as old as Saban, I'm pretty sure. Um, he, he probably won't be there. You know, he, he's not signing like a 10-year deal like, uh, like Jimbo Fisher just did. But, you know, it seems like the name that's out there that keeps coming up but he hasn't had any head coaching experience is uh, T. Martin, the former uh, national championship winning quarterback from Tennessee, who is the current offensive coordinator at USC. And, um, Fuck you know, what, what I've seen <laughs> that, that sounds like a, a good plan is to bring on Les Miles, sure. bring in T. Martin as your offensive coordinator and head coach in waiting, you know, yeah. and see, see how that works out. Um, that seems like the best hire um, or the, the best plan that, that they could do at this point. Uh, but I do want to point out one other wrestling and Tennessee related tweet that I just saw There's a little more. bit ago, which was 
uh, the nature boy himself oh, tweeting shit. out a Photoshop picture of him in Tennessee gear on the sidelines <laughs> saying something like, uh, you know, I'm officially putting my name in, uh, uh, and then a woo. Of course, I was going to say, I was like, so, and then some type of boy, woo after what he says. <laughs> Boyle, before we let you go, one more question. You ended your uh, your blog post this week by saying you were going to start preparing your post about Brian Kelly being fired and Bob Stoops taking yeah. over at Notre Dame. Yeah. If Brian Kelly, by the grace of God, is let go. <laughs> well, you know, that, what I'm hearing more uh, is, is – uh, him taking the New York Giants job. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't even be mad. Like uh, when he right. when he Me first neither. started talking about going to the NFL, I was like you motherfucker. But if he went now, I'd be like, yeah, cool, go ahead, you can go. Right. I don't want to hear yeah. what you're hearing. I want to know what's Who's... Kane saying. <laughs> well, no, the the question then becomes, who does Notre Dame get in this whole like? Because now you're coming into the game late. Where Greg Schiano. <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, hey, no kid raping. Oh, wait, we got priests shit on campus. Mm. I would love it. They were the ones wait, who ended Jerry up. Wait, is Jerry getting paroled anytime soon? We can get him, right? After everything, they ended up with the t- with no chair when the music went off. And it was just Greg Shiano coaching at Notre Dame. Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> So, so who does Notre Dame target oh, with all of these other names coming off the board, basically? If Brian Kelly's – if he leaves or if he's let go, who does Notre Dame go after? I mean, I think they would – I think you would see a whole new crop of names come up, maybe the ones that haven't been mentioned. Uh, I know he's only been at Minnesota uh, two years, but uh, uh, his name escapes me now, the guy from uh, from Western Michigan uh, – you know the row the boat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I think Jeff Fromm at uh, Purdue is who Tennessee did talk to, and he he turned them down. Uh, <laughs> he, he would be somebody. Uh, uh, he would be somebody. Notre Dame would look at. I mean, you got to look at somebody that that's got those you know Midwest recruiting uh, roots down. But I, I think you would see different. I, I think Matt Campbell would be in play. Uh, you know, I, th- I just think like guys who are turning down Tennessee, um, maybe, w- maybe would consider Notre Dame a little bit more considering it's not, it, it is a shit show, but it's not as big of a shit show as Tennessee at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Well, uh, dude, uh, as well, always. One, one, I have one last question. Uh, yeah. I came in uh, a, a bit late. I don't know what you guys are drinking. We've got uh, the 2017 version of Pumpkinator from St. Arnold Brewing oh. in Texas. Oh. This shit is well, I just fancy. cracked my bottle of uh, of uh, Epic's uh, Big Bad Baptist. I don't know if you guys have that. Oh, son of a it bitch. It is going down smooth, and sure it is it giving is. me – I always find got good stouts. Give me, make me a different kind of drunk, like a very, a very buzzy, uh, warm feeling, and uh, I kind of <laughs> needed that on this uh, cold Friday night. So, enjoy, fellas. All right, buddy. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks for calling for the in, call, Boyle. Appreciate it, man. All right, bye. <laughs> See ya, guys. Make sure you check out uh, Boyle's pieces on CraftRootSports.com. He writes for uh, NCAA football, and as you see, fantastic. Boyle knows his fucking shit. That was fantastic insight to all that shit. That may have been the most serious and like real thing we've done on this show ever well it's well 
during one of our call-ins for sure. Yeah, because normally it's like, ah, cucklin. Yeah. <laughs> it's normally your Jerry dad. Jerry Jones sucks. <laughs> dad and your brother calling in and talking mad shit. That was like Just insightful general. and like... Yeah. No, that was really good. Boyle knows his stuff. Boyle really knows his shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee doesn't know shit. He, he should be conducting the Tennessee coaching <laughs> church because Tennessee clearly has no idea what the hell they're doing. So. Boyle also brought up a point in the, uh, in the group mm. this week that um, Haslam, the owner of the Browns, oh. is also a big Tennessee donor. So funny. And he he's is, the largest Tennessee donor. And he's pulling some strings, apparently, which is ruining everything at Tennessee. Like... Mm. If I'm a Tennessee fan at this point, I'm like, get this motherfucker out of my team. I don't want anything to do with Haslam. I've seen what he's done in Cleveland. I don't want him anywhere near my team. That was like when the former Agent Orange was the most prominent Xavier alum. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't want people to know that the, the Speaker of the House, who, who can't stop crying... <laughs> In public is one of the most <laughs> prominent Xavier alums. <laughs> I don't think he w- bothered trying to pull any strings, but it's just like, oh yeah, Xavier. I, I know him because no, 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 no. You know him. You know him because of basketball, not 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 because of that motherfucker. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move on from the uh, the college football coaching search. Let's talk some NFL Hall of Fame since we didn't get to talk <clears throat> about it last week. Yeah. Um. So. We gave our MLB Hall of Fame. Ballots. We talked about it at length, and it, the NFL is way different. It yeah. is not as crotchety and yeah, like you could kill somebody not... and people are still <laughs> on board with you getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's not a bunch of people who are uh, like not... MLB. They're like your first year. Nope. NFL. They're like you murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. Come on <laughs> in, buddy. Well, no, it just there's not as many uppity people. I feel like that in in baseball they're all trying to make a point, and the NFL it's just like, were you good? All right, you're in. Right. It's totally based on merit. It's exactly how it should be. And yeah. in the MLB, there's all sorts of unwritten. There's unwritten rules all over baseball, and there's unwritten rules on how to get in the Hall of Fame. And the NFL is just, hey, did you hit somebody like a motherfucker, or did you score a lot of touchdowns? <laughs> all right, you're in. <laughs> That's that pretty much ends the debate. Well, so we talked about this before when they first announced the class that was eligible for the Hall of Fame. NFL has now narrowed it down to their semifinalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go through who's on this. Uh, there's six first-year eligible candidates. There's Rondé Barber, Steve Hutchinson, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Randy Moss, and Richard Seymour. Any of those that you see as, yep, they're in. Randy Moss. I would agree with Randy Moss. Hands down. Even even including his Oakland years where he admittedly just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can add in the years where he just said, he later on said, yeah, I didn't really try and didn't really care, whatever. And I he's still hands down first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah, and as, as polarizing as he was as a player because of his like antics when he scored... He still was so good. Like, well, his antics in general. He was he was firmly in that whole wide receiver diva era where the that yeah. stigma it was born and kind of stuck. And so, I mean, he had also, but there was zero denying the talent that he had. I and to me, if anybody ever wanted to argue that there was a greater wide receiver or an equal to Jerry Rice, the only person I would allow in that conversation is Randy Moss. That's fair. No, a- that's a very absolutely. Fair point. I mean, he speed, 
uh, ability to make you know the contested catches. He he could absolutely do everything. He made really shitty quarterbacks look great. Dante Culpepper was not a good. QB. <laughs> That's a f- made yeah. that motherfucker look like <laughs> he was a franchise guy. I mean, he just he was that good at everything that he did. And then I mean, you know, he had the record setting year with. <laughs> <clears throat> the cheater in New England. Um, <laughs> he, he played. He did get to play in red. I was and gold, wondering so if you were has, gonna, yeah, no, like of ignore that. Or no, like, no, no, no. I totally okay. acknowledge that he played with a fucking cheating ass bitch. Um, <laughs> he he wore the red and gold in his final year in the NFL. It made it to the Super Bowl. So he was in. He played in two Super Bowls. Did not win either of them. But I mean, it, he did everything except for win a ring. And you know, I. As much as that's held against a lot of people, he's one of those guys that just transcends having not won a ring because yeah, he just he, he did everything and, well, and was really really good at it. Even even people that didn't like Randy Moss because he was on your rivals team still kind of respected the talent that he had. Right. So I would agree that Randy Moss has a legit shot as a first ballot, and that's the crazy thing is like this is just the semifinalist, so this could get whittled down. And people are going to drop off, obviously. I think the again. only other one who has an argument for getting in there right away without really much argument is Brian Erlacher. So you're going to put, put you would up. you would say Erlacher over Ray Lewis in this in this. First I class. would, and because I feel like that everybody thinks Ray Lewis is getting in. I and you know what? I wouldn't argue against Ray Lewis. I really like Ray Lewis, the NFL player. Okay, good. I'm so glad you said that because yeah, no, no, no. I would definitely person. qualify. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about it last week with his bourbon and his fakeness and all that shit. Like Ray Lewis, the person, especially he's almost got Kurt Schilling syndrome to me since he stopped playing. I actually have liked Ray Lewis more because of the way he's acted and said yeah. things in public. He's done some really. Well, but really but I feel shit. like it's I feel like his public persona right now is so fucking fake because he always talks that, about that's like, what I'm saying. I mean, it, since he retired, everything he says it just seems he's trying to appease some group of people, and it comes off as phony. And, yeah, it's super and fast, and I like so I just I, I Ray Lewis the player put him in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Uh, if it, but if you're stacking up against him, the only difference is that Ray Lewis was more high profile, and because the Bears sucked more for all the years that Erlacher was there than than the Ravens did, because the Ravens won two Super Bowls with Ray Lewis, and the Bears only got two one with Brian Erlacher. Right. So I I feel like that kind of skews things a little bit. But if you look at Brian Erlacher's stats, they were stupid good, and he was really really good. I mean, throughout Dude, like his was entire legit. Uh, yeah. So we had a couple questions on Facebook. Uh, first off, Rate wanted to know if Lou showed up yet. Not yet, Rate. Uh, Lou has not made Lou. his <laughs> ninth take appearance, but he'll be here soon. <laughs> uh, and then Frankie, a, uh, a Bears fan, wants to know when Erlacher goes in, and he says not this year. He thinks Erlacher will be uh, in the near future. Does his bust have hair or not? <laughs> Which no, it's definitely going to be bald, right? Yeah, it's right. got to be bald. To be bald. <laughs> Forgot that even be, hair. He hasn't had hair since New Mexico State. Has if he? he had hair, I'd be like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah, that'd be one of those busts where you didn't recognize him at all. You took that photo and used it as his bust. Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's definitely bald. All right. So out of the first rounders, you're saying only Randy Moss and Brian Urlacher have a shot. 
Well, Ray Lewis. Those those would be okay. the three. I think I think all three go. Those down are to all the, the finalists, first timers, right? Yeah, I mean, those are all the finalists. I, I think are all the first timers. I, I think, think Randy Moss is the only one who makes it out of those three, based off being a first timer. I mean, I I would agree. I think yeah. he's the only one. And I mean, we talked about it last week when we were talking with Raid about the 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 individual awards and like the Heisman and and the college awards. The fact that Randy Moss is an offensive player, I think, helps him a lot. Of course, well, of course, because that's why. Like, yes, Erlacher and Ray Lewis have amazing stats for defensive players, but nobody really gives a fuck about defensive players. Well, yeah, Randy well, Moss has individual. stats. As an, yeah, you remember team defenses. Right. You rarely remember the the guy. Right. I mean, it's, nobody remembers the the standout unless it's like Lawrence Taylor. Or yes. Reggie White or well, somebody that, that you're like, and that's where that's kinda, the only guy on that defense. Right. Well, and that's kind of where Ray Lewis and Brian Arlecker are. They're kind of right there. They're, I would say that you put them just a notch below a, a Lawrence Taylor or something where it's like, all right, Lawrence Taylor, everybody knows him. Nobody gives a shit about the Giants defense. I couldn't name a single other player on those Giants defensive teams, but you yeah. got him. Whereas Ray Lewis, eh, there was Ed Reed, and there was a lot of guys. And then, you know, Brian Erlacher had, you know, Peanut Tillman and a couple guys behind him. I mean, I can name other guys on that defense, and granted, it has to do with the fact that they played in my lifetime and I watched those teams. But, I mean, just saying, like, I feel like they're just a step below that <coughs> that rung of Lawrence yeah. Taylor. Yeah, I, I would agree. All right, let's, go, let's just go through the semifinalists. And we won't even say whether or not they make it. Let's just say whether or not they make the finals. Like, whether they're a finalist for the Hall of How many finalists, though? Is there a number on finalists? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a limit? That's a, I mean, good, that, that's a good that question. That would skew whether or not I think they could be a finalist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's only a certain amount that can be finalists. Uh, let's, let's check the... Uh, there's this really cool site. It's called Google? I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, Rate says 15. that Erlacher doesn't hold a candle to Ray Lewis. <laughs> I think you need to go check those stats. Yeah, I I I, I, I know that the the initial thought is that he doesn't, but Erlacher is is definitely the amount of. Ter- yeah. I actually recently heard something about uh, his all pro stats, and I was like, wait a minute, it, Erlacher did that? I mean, I I knew how good he was, and I couldn't, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the f- amount of times he was first team all pro made me. You know, blink a few times like wow that, that's really impressive yeah. because I, you well, don't think about it immediately let's also let's look at it this way ray lewis played in the afc north he played his entire career in baltimore where he got to beat up on the Bengals. he got to beat up on the browns like well uh, erlecker played an individual he got to beat up on the bears and beat up on no he played for the bears so he didn't oh, get to beat Shit. up on the bears i, I mean, the, I mean I, he did in practice i, I guess <laughs> if you're really looking i said bears and thought lions <laughs> uh, like i meant to say lions okay but lions i guess the vikings had a few bad years but none as bad as like all right if you're looking at it consistently bad is what cleveland, you're going yes, for cleveland and cincinnati during that time frame were consistently awful Mostly. The NFC North had the Lions, which were bad. Totally agree. Packers weren't as bad. Packers Packers were good, I mean, that whole time. And the Vikings weren't really that bad either. They were kind of up and down. They they weren't dog shit for the whole time that that Erlacher was there. So what are you saying? I'm saying that Erlacher played against tougher competition than Ray Lewis did. And that's what I'm sitting there thinking. So Ray Lewis looks better. 
Ray Lewis looks better because he beat up on the Browns twice a year and beat up on the Bengals twice a year. That's four games out of your season where you get to feast on dog shit teams. <laughs> 20 tackles a game. Yeah, of course he's going to look great. Yeah. He had like two good conference games a year against the Steelers. I would love to see the, the breakdown of Ray Lewis's stats and how he did against the Steelers versus how he did against the Bengals and Browns. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But I, I mean, I think it's it's really splitting those hairs when I'm you're talking saying, about either one of them. Right. I'm not they're, saying I, I think they're both yeah. really great. And I mean, it, I'll if be you, honest, you I think they both argue. get in. I think they both get in. Yeah. Just not right. Away. Like they both won't. Oh, get they'll in right absolutely away. both be in the Hall of Fame. I, yep. This class, though, mm, I don't know. All right, so let's go through. You, you did get, you figure out a number? Yes, it's fifteen finalists. Okay, that's named. the max amount yeah. of finalists. Okay. Well, it, it's weird because just like the semifinalists, so semifinalist is supposed to be twenty five, but they will allow a tie at twenty fifth. So that's why we have twenty seven finalists right now. Same because thing with finalists. Tied. Yeah, okay. it's fifteen finalists, but there could be more if people tie at fifteen. Anyways, let's try to get fifteen. So let's whittle this list down. We have to remove. 12 of these names. Okay. All right. Steve Atwater, Denver Broncos safety, uh, New York Jets safety. He's not getting in. So do you think he becomes a finalist? That's the question. No. Okay. Steve Atwater is out. Rondé Barber. He'll be a finalist. Okay. We're keeping Rondé Barber. Tony Baselli. Finalist. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm. I would have put him out, but okay. We're going to go with that. Uh, Isaac Bruce. God, Isaac Bruce is right there. I got to say he's a finalist because he's a borderline Hall of Famer, so I think he'll be a finalist. All right, so so far all we've removed is Steve Atwater from the list. Mm -hmm. Leroy Butler. Mm, No. So he's out. Yeah. Okay. If if you had said Leroy Jenkins, I would have said him. (laughs) Leroy Butler? I'm sorry. Silence. <laughs> I hate when they do this shit. Like, I wish they would just immediately uh, get rid of these guys. Don Coriel, coach, no. get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Three, gone. Roger Craig. I'm keeping him in. I don't even give a shit. What uh, you, you know I'm keeping Roger <laughs> Craig in. What the fuck? <laughs> you Roger Craig's a finalist for sure. He should already be in. So damn sure he's a finalist. Keep going. Uh, Brian Dawkins. <sighs> yes. So he's also a finalist. Okay. Dawkins. Alan Fanica. I'm going to say no. That's, I'm glad you said that because I also was. Yeah. I think I he's think, real close. Yeah. But I, like based on this list so far, I'm like, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. I can't include him on this list that I've already made. So right. Far. Uh, Tory Holt. Jesus. Him and Isaac Bruce are right there. And God, I feel like Tory Holt faded, though. He He started getting banged up at the end of his career. And I'm going to put him in, but it's real reluctantly. He's been a semi-finalist four times, just throwing that out okay, there. Well, so you're going to keep him in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. So let me just check and see how many we have left. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Boyle six, said he's going to angry eight, tweet at Leroy nine. Jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, motherfucker. Uh, excuse <laughs> us? We just sell diamonds. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, uh, moving on. We have four <laughs> guys eliminated so far. We need to eliminate 12. Steve Hutchinson. He's a guard. I'm kicking him out. Yeah. Fuck lineman. G- Fucking lineman. No, no, no. It's not that a fuck lineman because Orlando Pace definitely deserved to get in when he got in last year. That's fair. But I don't think Steve Hutchinson makes be, it on that Orlando Pace level. You have to level. be a really good lineman. You have to be Orlando Pace. <laughs> All right, so we got five guys uh, removed. Joe Jacoby. 
He's a tackle no, for no. the Redskins. No, I don't even know who he is, so no. He's been a semifinalist eight times. Okay, well, then he probably makes it just because of that. But, I mean, I well, would I don't know, though. This. He was a semifinalist in 2005, 2008, and then he's been a semifinalist every year since 2013. Maybe he doesn't make it. I would say he makes it off default. Okay, so we're... I'm guessing those people know more than I do about who he is and what he's... We're still If, if he makes that semifinal. He's a tackle. Okay, so we got to eliminate 12? Yeah, we need seven more. Eliminated? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Edron James. <sighs> yeah, he's got to be in there. Okay. Edron James is still in there. Uh, this one, I'm not even going to ask you. <laughs> this is for Papa B. Jimmy Johnson is eliminated. He's Six done. is gone. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson could suck a dick. Moving on. Ty Law. No. Ty Law does not make the finals. Mm-mm. Okay, so we have seven players eliminated. Ray Lewis, do you think he becomes a finalist? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, John Lynch. My current GM. <laughs> Go figure. I got to call this one. God, that's a tough one because I, for- I consider him a notch below the Brian Dawkins of the world. But very, I mean, he's in the same class. I'm going to say no for now. Eight players eliminated so far. Eight Whew, gone. That's a, that's a tough one. Kevin Maway. Ma- Kevin Mawai. Jesus Christ. I don't fucking know. He's a lineman. I don't give a shit about he's, linemen. He's a really good lineman. Actually, I'm going to put Kevin Mawai in. Okay. Because he was damn good. He was a Jets lineman. He was he was also a Seahawks lineman and a Tennessee Titans, Titans lineman. Yes, I remember he's that. been a semifinalist four times. Yeah. Kevin Mawai's in. He, he was one of those linemen that transcended. Yeah. He's... A very good lineman. Go ahead. Okay, so we have do we have, we have eight eliminated? Is that oh, what we're no. at? I think we're at eight. I think we're at eight. Uh, Carl Mecklenburg, gone. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> I already know Randy Moss is in. Mm-hmm. Leslie O'Neill, gone. Ten players eliminated. So let me just check here. One, two, three, four, five, six. We have six players left. You can only eliminate two more. Okay. Name all six, and then I'll eliminate two. How about that? That way, sure thing. Uh, Terrell Owens, Simeon Rice, Richard Seymour, Brian Erlacher, Everson Walls, Heinz Ward. Wow, I've got to eliminate two. You got to eliminate two. Okay, Everson Walls out. Good call. Uh, now it becomes tricky. I don't think it becomes as tricky as you think. No, I know what you're thinking, but. What are the five names left that I'm trying to debate between Owens, Ward, Owens. Rice, uh, Seymour, and who else? Who was the fifth? Erlacher. Okay, so Erlacher's in. Yep. Owens so have, is in. Okay. So you have Simeon Rice. Okay, so it comes Richard down to Seymour Simeon and Heinz Ward, and one of them has to go. Mm-hmm. How are you not picking Richard Seymour right now? Because he was really good, better than Simeon Rice. Yeah. Simeon Rice. See, Simeon Rice took movement before he he was good because he, if I remember correctly, didn't he start with Arizona and then end up in Tampa Bay or was it the, the started other with, way around? Started with Arizona, went yeah. to Tampa Bay, then played he, uh, with and, and in Arizona, the Broncos and the Colts. Yeah, and in Arizona, he wasn't what it, people think of him as when he went to Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, he ended up like busting out. And so it's it's tougher than you think. Whereas Seymour started off really good with the Patriots, and then everybody goes to the the Raiders to die. 
I'm going to say I'll eliminate rice. So you're getting rid of Simeon rice. Yes. That, in that batch. Yes. It's a tough call, but I, I'm going to get rid of Simeon rice. Is there anybody that we let in before that you would swap out and let Simeon Rice stay in and get rid of some of the people that you let stay in? Probably any of those names that I was like, I don't really know who that is, but they <laughs> <laughs> I would let Simeon Rice stay in any of those questionable names that I didn't know. I think know. what this uh, what this uh, the whole thing that that I'm trying to prove with this is that narrowing this down to 15 people is Fucking hard as shit. It is, but then it's funny because as as hard as this is, all I keep thinking is, but it doesn't matter because only what four or five guys actually yeah, make it well, in. Well, and that's and the so crazy thing. The four or five standout guys yeah. are easy to pick. So why why all this so bullshit I mean, dog and pony know. show? Like, uh, of all right, well we've got it down to these finalists. Who's it going to yeah, be out of I, these finalists? That's like, a good question. Like that's what that's what bothers me about the whole thing. Crap Root Sports. Who's this? Hey, it's Andy. I'm calling in. Hey, Andy, what's up, man? Of course you're calling in. That's what Not much. Is. What's up, so, bud? Scotty's kicking out Seymour, who's got half the damn sacks that Rice does. No, I kicked out Rice. He, yeah, he kicked out Simeon Seymour. Rice. I was the one that said... Come on. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, man. <laughs> Because there's more to it like, than just you got. There's more. To, he's got double. He's got one twenty-two to fifty-seven and a half. So you're going strictly on sacks. That's your not strict, not strictly. But he made two Pro Bowls and he made two Pro Bowls with the Cardinals, who were dog shit at the time. They were like, <laughs> they made the Bidwell That's rule because true. he was so That's Mike true. Brown. He out Mike Mike Brown. <laughs> it was amazing. That's, I mean, that's a fair point. This, this is amazing. It, it's a great point. But beyond that, beyond all of this shit, how's that pumpkin eater treating you guys? Dude, it is so it good. It is fantastic. It is such a good brew. I I mean, I don't want to tip my hand too much, but I will consume the shit out of this beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> Sneak preview. So Have I, you I had got, this one before? I got lucky enough to be... A part of a vertical for this. Nice. Uh, I don't know. Two, three weeks ago. Which? Uh, what years did you have? From 2012 up. Holy shit! Wow. So, so you had, had some of the best ones. We yeah. had. We had. Blake said that 2014 yeah. was his favorite. 2014 was very, very good. Do you think that was very like good. actual flavor of it, or do you think it's just from the aging of it, like? If you age 2017 three years, do you think it would be as good as 2014 I would love, is now? I would love to try it for sure. Mm. I um, can't. I wouldn't be able the to. The 2014 was phenomenal, <laughs> but the, the 2013 pass, hard pass. Ooh. See, now that's interesting, is it? Because it, it, exactly. it, raced, it rested too long the, or because it was just that right. year the, sucked? The 2012 was great. That's 2014 weird. was great. 2013, wow. I don't know. I don't know what happened, huh. but it didn't age as well. And the thing about aging is you never know. Yeah. yeah you know, it could true. have been that the person aged it and it got hot, you know, temperature-wise. It wasn't stored properly. You just – you don't know. Right. Unless you do it yourself. So, you know, I don't want to say that it was a bad year. My experience with it wasn't 
as positive as the 2012 and the 2014. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like unless you had it at the time and then compared it to now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know. And you, you uh, put up a post this week about uh, chasing whales. Uh, You're planning on getting the Braxton beers this week, right? Uh, I'm going to be at at work tomorrow. I won't be at Braxton, Mm. unfortunately. Um, Because, and and I want to say they're going to have some good shit tomorrow. I've there, heard really good things. So if about people have a chance to get down the previews, yeah, get down there. That's the crazy thing. So when it comes to chasing whales and like camping out for a, a fucking beer, like it's Black Friday, like how how bizarre is that to think that people actually like will set up shop, sit in a tent and wait for a beer release? Dude, I think it's crazy to wait for a fucking two hundred fifty dollars TV. That That's beer can change your life. That TV beer. <laughs> well, also, very good point. I mean, you know, you say, oh, I got the Walmart at 5 in the morning, and I save 50 bucks on a TV. Good for fucking you, man. I could have a 2012 Pumpkinator. You never know. Right. Right? <laughs> so. That's a good point, man. You know, and that's the no, other thing too. You, pe- yeah. People's priorities are just screwed. I any, don't know what else to say. Are there any <laughs> whales that are out there that that uh, people should be looking out for? What's what's the the one that you right would now love everybody's for? chasing the Canadian breakfast stout? From yeah, that. I knew it. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's okay. let's talk about that for a second. Do you think that's yeah. worth waiting for? The, like hanging out, waiting for that. It's pretty damn good. Uh, if I can, can I plug where I work? Yeah, absolutely, man. Cool? Yeah, yeah. All right, do your thing. <laughs> I'm working at BC's Bottle Lodge, the original up in Liberty Township. We're gonna have it on tap tomorrow, the CBS, at one o'clock. We're gonna sell pre-sale tickets at ten o'clock for an eight-ounce pour. Holy shit! So we've we've only got a quarter barrel of it. So if you want it, you want to get there at 10. You don't have to stick around. I would encourage you to stick around because this is a whole founders event. And so we're going to have 20 founders taps, which founders make some really damn good beers just in general. And then we're going to have some special ones come on at one o'clock, the CBS, the Kentucky breakfast stout, some other stuff. Uh, we're going to wear onesies. <laughs> as a staff. Sold. Least. At least until it gets too hot, and then I'll be down to my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Andy, that sounds fucking amazing. Um, man, I, it's times like these where I'm like, uh, if I only didn't have the kid. Is that bad? Is that it's, bad that like I'm like, uh, no, it's bad that you don't want to take the kid with you. I mean, he should experience well, this too, right? It's not I mean, time yeah, to bring him, it's bring not him time. up, man. We got, we'll, we'll give him a root beer. We've got <laughs> games. You can, he's, you know, let him throw Jenga to, at yeah. people, whatever. <laughs> Boyle said that camping out for a two hundred dollar TV would be like camping out for a fucking two year old can of old Milwaukee. <laughs> 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 well, there you have it. <laughs> you know. That's fucking amazing because old Milwaukee was what my dad used to drink. So, you know, that was my first beer. (laughs) Oh, shit. Andy, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it, bud. And keep up the good work, man. Absolutely, guys. Yeah, dude. Keep those articles coming. We'll do, man. We'll do. And you guys keep on doing what you're doing, too, here. Thank you, sir. Cheers, brother. We'll see you, man. All right. Cheers. Andy Foltz, uh, check him out. Another 
craft brewed writer. Just all the craft brewed writers. Are, in. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. Andy's latest article about chasing whales. That was really, really. It good. was so good. I read it and I was like. What you might be too good for our site. Well, like, what's <laughs> funny is you know why I, I thought it was good is because you know we 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 started with Devor and we're just sitting there. Oh, we want to get these beers that we've never had, and yada, yeah, yada. and I feel like we're chasing guppies or minnows or something based on the beers that compared you know, to this stuff. Yeah, 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 I mean we're we're just excited to have beers that we can't have locally it doesn't matter right. what it is it's just oh hey we read this description of this beer and it sounds great you dropped your phone. phone it's whatever <laughs> um <laughs> and we're just excited to have these beers and then you read about these hardcore you know beer searchers for lack of a better term and it's like oh yeah we're just we're, we're just fucking idiots dude out here we're not even ours. close to, not, and that's that's why i wanted to ask andy what like some of those whales are that are out there because like i i had heard of canadian breakfast out and there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of buzz about that beer uh super buzz the last couple weeks but there's also people who say it's not worth the price like just get a well, kentucky me, that's, breakfast that's out the funniest part about anything when you're talking about something that's exclusive or rare or whatever is that you're always going to find people that say, eh, you know, it's not that great, or I, I wouldn't wait in line, or I wouldn't do this or that for it. So, I, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I just want to try it, or I want to taste it like this. I mean, we had heard a lot about Pumpkinator. Right. I, I want to find out what it's like for myself. Is it as good as everybody says, or is it as bad? I just want to try it. I, I, I mean, I don't want to rely on everybody else's review of it. I'll decide for myself. So... I mean, I would love to taste the founders just to see what it's just like. To, yeah, just to but find I mean, out I, if it's that I, I'm good. I'm like you. I mean, I can't stand in line for it. So, I, know. I mean, I'm going to have to find it by other means. Right. Yeah, there's there's got to be other ways to, to check that out. Uh, Brian says, trying to think of the last time I waited in line to buy something. Amazon has sucked the life right out of shopping, man. Way too this convenient. True. And he's 100% right. But that's why like sites like Tavor are beneficial because yes you ate, don't have to stand you, in line yeah you you All get you have to do is click like soon enough pumpkinator is a one that uh, we never would have seen before we never would have even known this existed well, unless and it you is, were like and it's tough to get outside of texas i mean you're right. not you're not just getting this beer when you reside anywhere right exactly hey craft root sports who's this it's Santa Blakeweather, bitch. Ah! <laughs> Santa Blakeweather. Hey, it's turned to December, and all of a sudden it's Santa. <laughs> ho, What's ho, up? ho, bitch. I got the Pumpkinator, bitch. What's up, Money B? I'm sipping my 2013 while y'all sipping that 17. And <laughs> well, I, that feel, was... I, feel, I feel part of the gang. Well, that <laughs> was the one that Andy, though, just said was the worst one he tasted yeah. out of the, the four I, years. I don't, I don't like it. I like the 14. Oh, okay. Like okay. All right. So you're on board with that. I got you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a 14 fan. I had the 14, and we had the 15, and we had the 17. Um, I would tell you like this, man. I've had Warlock. Yep. I feel like this is my opinion. I know y'all save y'all for the end. I feel like the Pumpkinator 17 is a better version of the Warlock, and I feel like the 15 is a better version of the 17, and I feel like the 14 is a more pumpkin version of the 15. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're throwing numbers and shit at me, and you're crossing years, and I'm like, wait, what? Scott, huh? Scott just divided by two and got confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, huh? 
You're divided by two, and we're all some white motherfuckers, all right? So let's. Uh, Holy let's shit, we down. never did white motherfucker. I, I've been waiting. I totally forgot, Blake. We've got to lose do... losers. We've got my white motherfucker. Blake, you want to do white motherfucker while you're on the line? I'll hang on the line with y'all. Right, this is going to be uh, good because I know that I know that Blake's going to know this one. In right, fact, so we're I feel do... like this is almost a softball. I'm going to be a little <laughs> bit upset the fuck if you did don't I get this one. I forget about white motherfucker. All right, I hadn't forgot on. about it. I, I know you didn't. I, it's probably because that hypno is running <sighs> a little low there. All right, Blake, sit tight. No, Scott. Lose Losers has not aired yet. We, we're behind. Uh, it's yeah. This show is already <laughs> off the fucking rails. All right, Scott, hit me with white motherfucker. This is the point of the show where Scott asks me. A question about 90s R&B or hip-hop, and if I don't get it right, I have to do a shot of Hypno. If I get it right, Scott has to chug a Smirnoff like a bitch. All right, Scott, hit me with it. Teddy Riley, R&B producer, singer, songwriter, lead singer of what group? Mm, Teddy Riley. Blake, you know this one? Mm, I'm oh, thinking too. I'm about to be Blake, a live motherfucker. Blake myself. doesn't know it. All right, good. We might have see, and that's what I thought. I thought it was actually too easy because too he's been a producer of so many right, things. I do, that being I the lead do feel singer like of I some know group. the name Teddy Riley. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Uh, okay, to that's me. a good start. Because yeah, I mean, does. I feel like if you didn't know the name Teddy Riley, you'd be the no, whitest of motherfuckers. Teddy Riley, because he's got his hands and Teddy and Riley fingers on a lot of things when it comes to '90s R&B and definitely like rings a bell. Um, but he was the lead singer of an R&B group in the 90s. All you have to do is name that R&B group. Uh, and so the answer's not Bobby Brown, motherfucker. I mean, is it like Bobby Brown's? <laughs> it might be, it's not 3LW. <laughs> I'm going to eliminate two, two. I'm going to eliminate 3LW and Bobby Brown. So you got that going for you. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know anybody else. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, uh, 90s R&B. I don't so think. Repeat the question, like the, the way you asked the question. Okay. Teddy Riley, Teddy Riley, songwriter. I was gonna say songwriter, singer, producer is the lead singer of what '90s R&B group? It, I mean, yeah. all right. So I'm I'm thinking through some '90s R&B group. Like Boyz II Men doesn't have a lead singer, so I can't go Boyz II sure Men. Do. But what? go ahead. Boyz II Men doesn't have a lead singer. Okay, if Boyz II Men doesn't have a, bo- a lead singer, then. How many R and B groups have lead singers? That's where that's what's fucking me up here. That's what's <laughs> okay. fucking me up because every R and B group all end it's up like, having a lead. Singer. All right, then I'm gonna go Boys to Men. That's my guess. That's your that's your guess. That's my guess. Final Boys answer. Yes, it's Blackstreet, motherfucker. God, <laughs> you are a white motherfucker. <laughs> they say it in no diggity too. Yes, that's why I thought this is gonna be a gimme. And when I, I was like, uh, I almost don't want to ask this because if I say, as soon as I say Teddy Riley, it gives away who Teddy it is. Teddy Riley and Blackstreet. God yeah. damn it. Pour up the fucking <laughs> hypno. Uh, this fucking game is bullshit. <laughs> that was everything. one of the easiest ones I've given you yet. <laughs> I hate everything about this show. I hate the fucking, I hate everything. Why are you pouring it in your glass? Was that mine? Yeah, mine's right here. That's the one you oh, well. drank your beer out of. Drink it out of this oh, and get you, you some of blackness. Course, of course you don't want to drink it out of the black guy's Yeah, cup, drink it out of my cup. Maybe it'll help you next for next week. <laughs> Separate cups, but equal. It's going to rub off on you. Also, buy a new bottle of Hypno. <laughs> this one's out. <laughs> i got to buy more Hypno. God damn it. You haven't had a 
a Smirnoff since I bought that bottle. I haven't, but I did have to take a shot off that Stevie. How do you buy that? Did you go up and like, hey, can I just buy the hypno? Can I just buy the? You try to put like condoms. It is. Can I just buy the hypno in the condoms? It's not for me. I need hypno condoms and some black and miles. All right, the last time. What the fuck? The last time I bought this hypno, no joke, I bought it at a liquor store that's near my office, and I had gone in and I bought that, and I bought some bourbon for the office. And I bought a Red Bull because it was Friday and it was show day and I was kind of tired. They're like, he works for a little so, black guy. Some dude behind mm-hmm. me, some dude behind me was like, yo, you better not be mixing all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, it's all on its own, man. <laughs> Separate but equal, bro. Have a nice uh, week. <laughs> Cheers, Teddy Riley. God damn. Seriously, I thought that was like oh. a, a giveaway. I almost didn't want to ask it. It was too easy. No, it was. You're right. It was. It, I should have gotten. That. And when you said, oh, you know you Black, I actually thought you were going to talk your way through it. Somebody from said, 3LW. No, then he ain't getting no 3 double crescents. But I thought you were going to talk your way through it when you said, there's no lead singer of Voice to Man. And I thought, ah, shit, if he starts eliminating me, I'm like, Blackstreet did have like a lead singer so but if you really think about it boys to men does too and it's i, I can't think of his it's name. the black dude <laughs> <laughs> yes the black dude was the lead singer <laughs> oh, all right money man. blake now right, that we got I'm, that I'm, out of i'm out of here man oh wait i was gonna ask you a question man um oh yeah what's up what's up yeah so there's been some rumors about our boy from the show connor mack are there any oh, truth the to the life. rumors about Conor McGregor getting mixed up in some shit overnight? He got into a tu- he got he did get into a tussle at the at a bar. There was some unsavory characters. Oh, you're missing some I, reports. You know, um, I, he's not fled the country. He's still in the country. In fact, what is true is he was in court yesterday, really? and he was given a four hundred dollars speeding ticket. And he had missed the date four times. Holy and shit. he was in here. He was in court. And the judge has to, has to legally ask how much money you make. So that way they know how much, how much to make the speeding ticket. So she, she, she asked him how much money he made. She said, please don't say $100 million. Like he says in the commercials and <laughs> everything else. He said, 100 more like $140 million. And everybody fucking bursted out laughing in court. Of course. Of course. And she, so she charged him with a $400 speeding ticket that he can pay in installments. Holy shit. Can't make this up. Can't make this up. <laughs> Can't Holy make that up. Holy shit, uh, man. But he is, on, he is on the run from some unsavory characters. Whether or not they're tied to mafia or anything like that, it may or may not be, but... Uh, he's gonna want to lay low for a little bit, for sure. Uh, do you think he uh, he fights in the UFC again, or do you think we see him in the boxing ring? Yeah, yeah. Where do you where for do you sure think Conor McGregor? Or do you think again. he just fucking gets killed and ends up? I was gonna say, where does he show up next? Yeah, in a ditch. Yeah, in UFC he... or in a boxing <laughs> ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ditch is probably the highest probability. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> Probably Dana White's a big fucking liar. I'm be honest with you. He came out this week. He's like, Conor McGregor's never fighting again for us. And I'm like, oh, all right. So when is he fighting now? Yeah, because yeah, I does saw is, that. That's what that's like, what prompted that question. Because yeah, I was like, really? <laughs> You're gonna try to pull that shit? Off? He said Conor McGregor. 
last time he came out, I was like, Conor McGregor's never going to do boxing. And I'm like, oh, really? So when's the boxing day, Dana? Let me know. <laughs> I'm going to buy tickets on my pay-per-view. Yeah, don't Let buy the, don't buy so the don't, streaming option. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, that bald piece of shit. Let me Fuck know so I don't what? buy Fight Pass. Let me yeah, know that day. Don't so buy that I'm shit. not on Fight Pass. <laughs> don't invite your friends over to be like, hey, I bought the fight. If you do, they might just pass out on your couch before the fight ever even gets started. That's whatever. <laughs> Oh, uh, how, how do y'all like the pumpkinator though, real quick, dude? Man? It's so good. It, it is so very, fucking good. Very good. I will hold off whether or not. Uh, I mean, everybody. I've yeah. already said I'll consume it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead off. and say I'm consuming it, but I will hold off on whether or not it it is. It the beats. King. Yeah, whether it beats Warlock and Pumpkin, I will wait until Consumer Organic for that. I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm looking out for that. Y'all, y'all have a good rest of the night. I'm gonna have me some dinner. All right, bro. All we'll right, man. You, have man. a good night, bro. Money, Blake, weather. Right, Make sure you guys check him out. Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. Uh, dude knows his shit. He he peeped us to some shit about Conor McGregor. That yeah. I, that then I was like, oh, that's for real. And then this comes out. Uh, his Conor McGregor news does not come from a stripper <laughs> or an Uber driver. Yeah, there's no <laughs> heard from somebody who heard from somebody who <laughs> may or may not, may or may not shake the titties. All right, so let's let's talk uh, NCAA playoffs because we're already... should we get to that or should we get into lose losers? We haven't even talked about the da- <laughs> the damn crosstown shootout tomorrow. For Christ's sake, God sakes. damn it! All right, let's do <laughs> let's do lose losers and then let, let's regroup, do lose losers, and then we'll talk about the crosstown shootout. All right, let's do lose losers. This is a special lose losers. Uh, let me make sure I have the right one pulled up. <laughs> There's so many of them. I don't even I don't even know if this was the right one. There's so many. We'll go with this one. Fuck it. We'll go with this one. This is the last one entered. Lou here for another week. Just because the pick'em schedule is whack don't mean this dog won't speak. Let's take a minute to get things straight. No college games in pick'em from the championship weekend slate? You see everybody, Mike and Scott are way behind old Lou. So they add more NFL chances to score and think it won't be noticed by your favorite canine guru. Come on, guys. You spend all year calling me a cheater? Then you change the rules just because I'm on a heater. All year? Anyway, it don't matter to me. I'm not giving away free picks this week, you see. I'm here to talk about just one thing, the crosstown shootout between Xavier and Cincinnati. These two absolutely hate each other. Their geographic proximity is close, but that's it. They ain't like brothers. It's black and red or blue and white. Around these parts, it's caused more than a few fights. You'll hear that Xavier girls are ugly, which they mostly are, but at least they don't have to worry about a basketball player stealing their car. UC can brag about all-time greats like Oscar, Fortson, and Kenyon Martin tickling the twine, but Xavier doesn't have a tiny rat leprechaun man roaming their sideline. The Clifton Kitty Cats have some long-term tradition and 1960s success. To that, the X-Men say, what have you done for me lately? And of course, God bless. It's true of late, the Muskies have made the Bearcats their bitch, winning 7 of 10 when these two meet on the court, not on the pitch. The Bearcats haven't won back-to-back since 95-96, but they don't have a player who goes to RPs to pull out his dick. The Muskies have fared well over the past few years, but each time they reach the Elite Eight, it ends in tears. They have never made it to the Final Four, something that needs to change if they are ever to truly even the score. Mick Cronin has always been able to coach defense as good as any, but this year his boys can score more than just 20. And Mac will attack with weapons from all over the court. Sometimes they score so fast you'd swear they could transport. This game is shaping up to be an all-time great. Each team is ranked. I wouldn't be late. The Centos Center should be rocking and rolling. 
the extreme fans better bring the best of their trolling. They probably won't, though, because those kids are douchebags. <laughs> what is far more likely is just clapping and chanting for some Jesuit gas bag and an academic old hag. Man, X's administration is bogus. They could do right by Olu if they would just get to it and retire the 52. Anyway, back to the game. It's going to be a battle for real. There might be a fight. It definitely won't be lame. At the end of the day, I give the edge to the tried, the tested, and the true. It will be the home team in the white and the blue. God damn Afterwards, right. Afterwards, you can Woo! catch me at Dana's, and I'll drink a natty with you. Lose, loser. Rough. Cincinnati. Zip them up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lou, you goddamn right, fire. Lou. Even you a tech administration right. at Xavier, which yeah. is fucking on point. And I'm a, yeah, I'm on board with that, too. Hell yes. yeah. Uh, Luke Coleman on hot fire. Ninth try, but he got it. For those of you outside of Cincinnati, you may not be aware of this rivalry because for some reason, this rivalry has just been whittled down to just this bullshit game in December. Like, when we were at Xavier, this was a February game. Right. ESPN, prime time. I remember my freshman year. January at the very earliest. uh, Yeah, I remember my freshman year, I I got on ESPN uh, two girls had come to the dorm room and they were like, Hey, we got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? And I was like, yes, I totally want to go. And I was on uh, ESPN cameras got on me and I got a text from my dad and he was like, stop being a douchebag on TV. <laughs> I was like, I'm on TV. Big Vic yeah. keeping it all the way real. <laughs> I mean, as Vic, per usual. As, uh, even back then he was doing the same shit he does now. But this game was like a big rivalry and now it's just slowly eroded into this eh, it's, <laughs> it's the first of december fuck it we'll I, put it on whenever it's what w- there's two games in between the end of the the pre-conference schedule and and like this something like that yeah. I, I mean it, the conference schedule hasn't even started and this this game is just slotted eh, after they get back from that preseason tournament uh, yeah just play you say just uh, it's almost just, a, a a throwaway in the now, way you've that it's said scheduled. before that you never considered UC a rival for Xavier. No, no, you no, always looked no, at Dayton I, as I never said that not that. as big of a rival. Yeah, I said yeah. that the the rivalry to me wasn't as big just from a Xavier fan standpoint because I didn't grow up here and so I don't hate UC as much as I do UD. That isn't to say that I do not hate UC. It's just they're second on the pecking order. Losing to UC and especially the way it's slotted. Oh, if we lose tomorrow, which I don't think we will, I think that Xavier definitely wins this game because everybody is picking UC as the better team, higher ranked team, and we all know how. Which that is horseshit because they haven't played shit this that, year. But that's fine. Uh, again, like we've talked about before, rankings and they fuck up everything. So whatever. So they come in as the higher ranked team and the favorite. I think Xavier wins. They're at home. But Everything points to Xavier winning it's, for me. Yeah, it's, it would be. But if Xavier yeah. should lose because of the timing, it's like, eh, it's in December. And it almost doesn't you still mean have the shit. whole biggie slate. Whereas you. if you play Dayton, you play them one time early on in the season, you played them one time late, and then you probably played them sometime in the A10 tournament. A-10 tournament. Yeah. So you played them three times. It was the best of three. And it always came down to that tournament one. Whereas this one. Okay, even when it was played in the middle of the season, right. it didn't necessarily fuck up your season one way or another. Xavier was either in a spot where that game, and this is since I've started following, where that game It was means, just a bragging rights. I was going to say, it means a lot in the scheme of uh, bragging rights for the city, 
but it doesn't mean a lot in the season. It's not going to mean it, it was. It's never been the difference between oh my god, if they lose this game, you know the tournament hopes are fucked, or hey, if they win this game, they're really going to propel themselves on. It it hasn't really meant all that much outside of the city. And so to me, while I want to win and never want to lose to UC, I still have always felt that that UD rivalry has been so much more important. Even now that do they're not think, even the same conference. Do you think that's why the Xavier UC rivalry isn't as nationally recognized as some of the other ones because they're not the same conference. They're not like as tough to make it into something as much as they're like other rivalries have organically. Yeah. We're, we're the closest rival. It's like two and a half miles between campuses. Mm -hmm. Uh, but because they're not the same conference, people are like, meh, who cares? You lose the game. Who gives a shit? Well, you and, still have and, all your conference games to play. And it's still, I mean, a lot of rivalries could can overcome location. But when you're talking about if you're trying to make it national and they're not in the same conference, what would help is if they were in a big city and there was like a big time six and we're in Cincinnati. It's just not seen as a big time city on the national stage. They're still that's fighting fair. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're fair. A, yeah. They're on the second rung at it's best of major, yeah, yeah, of major cities. So because of those factors, I mean, I, I've had plenty of people, you know, my grandpa, when he was out in California, hey, I'm watching your, your team play. And he's like, oh, this is, you know, a nice little game. Like, I mean, he was watching it because I went there. Otherwise, I had it's, no... But if you have no ties to this game, there's zero reason for you to and watch And that's it. what I think is crazy because you see, while they do tend to get bounced in the first weekend of the tournament, they do make the tournament... Regularly. Regularly. Mostly regularly. And Xavier has had a lot of success at least since 2003 when we were there in the tournament. Like, they, they make the tournament. They make some deep runs. They've had a couple Elite Eight runs. What, three Elite Eight runs since we've been there? Mm, three that I can think of. There might have been a fourth. But. Yeah, and and at least some Sweet 16 runs. Like, yeah. it became where it was like, if you're picking Sweet 16 games in your bracket, you put Michigan State and you put Xavier in the Sweet 16 because those are the two that right. will make the Sweet 16. Like, the fact that... Xavier has had that kind of success and UC is in the tournament. Those should make, even though it's a small market TV, even though it's not a national brand, that should be enough to elevate this rivalry to a little bit more recognition than what it is. But I think you're right because they're not in the same conference. If UC and Xavier were both in the big East, I think this would be one of the most heated rivalries oh, in the God, country. Yes. It, yeah. And on top of that, if they were in the same conference, they would play twice, not once. And that's a well, big defining you, factor. You probably placed play twice, and in the conference. In the conference, yeah. yeah. So just I mean, like the again, UD, you're right. It's it's yeah. the best of three where the stakes are higher because, if, especially if you split those home and home or whatever, however it shakes out, and then you have the conference tournament to decide. Yeah. Who won, wins that season matchup, and who's probably advancing either to the semifinals or the finals in the tournament. That that's huge. Or I mean, who wins the tournament? Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine Xavier versus UC for a conference championship tournament game? Would be amazing, right? And would take the rivalry to a whole new height. And if you said it was in the Big East tournament, off the charts. But yeah. all the factors that are holding that back from actually being right. that. Thanks a lot, religion. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, UC, and not being able to figure shit out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, well, I mean, they can't find a home. We did. No, that's fine. Yeah, but the Big East Conference now is all right. No, I understand that. So they're like, you see, nope, they don't believe in God. (laughs) Even if they were religious, I still feel like like, "Eh, you don't meet our standards. I mean, that's what happened to Dayton. Fuck you, Dayton. Right. (laughs) So let's. uh, You you think Xavier wins tomorrow? I do. Do you think it's a close game? Yep. Do you think there's a fight? Because no. that's what everybody points to is yeah, the fight. In that, the that, and that's funny. That's the only thing that this rivalry is known for is that fight. It's all, as if that happens every year. It's all Kenny Freeze, Carlton crawling away yeah, from Yancey Gates. Uh, no, I, I think there's not going to be a fight. Close game, no fight, because both teams are good. They like, are good. As much as I can you know, hate on UC, yeah. that they are a very good team, and they're a tournament-worthy team. And, yep. and I mean, on most years, I'd be like, oh, gee, but Xavier has just as good a team. And when you're talking about the, this game, for me, it's coming down to if Xavier was playing at fifth third, I'd be worried. It's at that's fair. It's yeah. at Centos. The fact that it's that's at the tipping point. A, yeah, for me, that's like, a, Xavier wins close. That's a good point. Um, dude, this episode is already going super long. I love it. We. I don't know what it is about these shows now. Like we we got a comment from Drew this week who was like, "Hey man, uh, shows are like over two hours now." And I was like, "Yeah, they are." <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> Haven't even had consumer candy. Enjoy yet. two uh, hours. All right, so let's let's do this real quick. So I agree. Uh, Xavier wins this game in a close one. I would agree with both of those statements. No fights. Go X. Yes. Also. I was telling my son, my wife grew up in Clifton. She grew up a UC fan. So I was okay. telling my son, hey, tell mommy, go XU. And he would yell XU. And then she would say, no, tell daddy UC. And then he would say UC. And I was like, oh, no, I might end up hating my son. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was the first realization that I was like, my collateral son- damage. Like uh, lost a lot of good men out there. Today. I don't know what's going to happen if my Fuck son em. ends up siding with her and becomes a UC fan. I don't have any kids. Luckily, my wife's a UK fan, and <laughs> while she's <laughs> promised to brainwash them that way, ultimately it'll be like, yeah, whatever. They don't play each other almost ever, so I'll just ignore them. Unless it's the tournament, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it's just you just need a darker shade of blue on, son. <laughs> All right, let's do this real quick before we get our final four. Uh, yes, so it's conference championship weekend. Lou the dog pointed out it's not our fault that the Pickham does not have college football games. CBS Sports. Did Hell not yeah, free that. Des Wells. Fuck that administration. Larry knows what's up. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, we did. <laughs> we did not get to pick. There was only NFL games available to pick them. Pick them this week, so there were no conference games. However, it's conference championship weeks. Uh, this is also the week that will determine who goes into the playoffs. So. Currently sitting in the top four, uh, there's Clemson, okay, Auburn. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think off the top of my head because I don't have it handy. Uh, Clemson, Auburn, Wisconsin's in there, and who else? Who am I? Oklahoma. Those are your top four. Miami's I think what five? Miami's like seven or something. Okay, Georgia. I. I, like, I, I, I Truth I think be told, I missed the rankings I this week, say so I Georgia's didn't see five, who ended up Oklahoma being might be well, Where's six. Alabama? Alabama's right there, too, aren't they? Oh, that's what it is. Uh, Alabama's, Alabama's like right six. outside. Yeah, because yeah, they lost uh, Auburn this, uh, this past week. So anyways, point being, Whatever. If, if 
everything holds true. Let's say Wisconsin wins, Oklahoma wins, Clemson wins, and Auburn wins. Those are your top four. Mm-hmm. Do you think those four teams win? No. Nope. Do you think okay? Who do you think loses out of those top four? Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin. So this whole spiral of shit just goes nuts. All right. So Wisconsin loses. So let's say the other three hold true. Oh shit! We're getting calls on this. Hey, Craft Root Sports. Who's this? JB, goddammit. You know, ah, what's up, JB? <laughs> we start talking on, about college football, and you're like, nope, we're going to derail this train. <laughs> hey, no, we, we can talk college football. I'm just making up for last week. <laughs> that, and I already saw you're over two hours, so I'm just trying to push this train as far down the track as we can go. So. <laughs> you yeah, thanks, son man. of a bitch. I got to piss so bad. I can taste it right now. <laughs> So, so we're going to hold this show hostage for another 10 minutes. I mean, I'm about to piss in a bottle. I don't give a fuck. It's my basement. I don't give a shit. It's going to be live on Facebook. It's like, hey, what's Mike doing? It's the Mike Pisses episode. I mean, you, you I better just hope fucking Scott walk away right HR now and be like, Scott, episode, good luck. You know? Talk to Jim for a while. <laughs> anyway, who do you got for this final four, Jim? Um, is Wisconsin in the final four? Wisconsin is right number now, four right now. As of today, if they beat Ohio State, I might just leave it as is, or at least I want them to, because as much as I can agree with you guys that I usually root for the chaos, if Wisconsin winning means we eliminate both Ohio State and Alabama, I'm in. Sign me up. Well, that's and that's what it comes down to. If that's, Wisconsin and that's what I think loses, everybody is is hoping for. Yeah, if like, Wisconsin yeah, loses, so, the the question becomes because. ACC winner is in. So Clemson or Miami will be in. Doesn't matter yeah. who wins that game there because Miami is sitting at I buy seven. That. I think Clemson so, wins it for sure. And either way, it doesn't matter. ACC right. winner is in. Yeah. Uh, uh, the SEC winner is in. Whether it's Auburn or Georgia, whoever wins the SEC yep. is in. So those are two places. I actually locked think out. Georgia wins that. And that's fine. Either way, they're yeah. you know one of those teams is in. So then. Three and four are up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma plays TCU They'll in win the Big that. 12 championship. Yeah. They beat TCU earlier in the year, so, so it is tough to beat a team twice. Oklahoma's number three, yeah. Oklahoma's it's number just... three, uh, but I, I think they beat TCU. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think Baker Mayfield. So I, I'm giving you Georgia. I'm giving you uh, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Clemson. And then because... Because I think Wisconsin loses, that's where Alabama sneaks right and that's, back. And in. that's what the question comes. <laughs> Alabama is going to be the fourth seed and win the that, national championship. The fact the fourth that seed. and and so that's going to be the question that the committee has to off. answer is: Ohio State is currently sitting at number eight. Alabama is at number five. So if Ohio State yeah, beats Wisconsin, is that enough set that up. to jump? That might be the bottle I got to use. By the way, for this piss. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Francisco just said that hypno bottle is empty, and I'm just like, "Yep, it is. Sure is." Just wanted to make sure everybody saw that. Um, so yeah, uh, is the Ohio State win over Wisconsin enough to jump Alabama? So we've brought this up on the in the group no. on Facebook. Um, I no, I feel like the the Alabama precedent in. that you've set is Alabama gets the nod, but looking at what happened to Ohio State right. last year, or is the committee like mm, they shit the bed? We better not let a non-conference champion in. <clears throat> Alabama's in because they're I not mean, Ohio State. I mean, had had Wisconsin actually beat anybody this season, then 
Ohio State beating them would actually mean something, but they didn't. So. Didn't Wisconsin beat Michigan? That's nothing. Oh, you're just that's not just trolling. That's not <laughs> oh, just trolling. Oh, okay, that, no, was, just no, a, no, that was just a straight troll job on him. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> Jim's like, no, my team's no. Sucks I don't think that that argument holds water because Alabama is their own entity, and while Ohio State shit the bed, Alabama has a history of not shitting that's the bed. Fair. No, in no, no, big that's fair. No, 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 that's a fair. And so point. if the committee is looking at it and they're using past history to to judge this one, then Alabama gets in just based on the fact totally that fair point. They do not usually between shit that the bed and, in big games. and even if Alabama wasn't already a known entity, they already have a better schedule than Ohio State, so. You'd have, to make, you'd, ha- you'd have to make double the argument because isn't Alabama 11-1 and one and Ohio State's 10-2? and two? Yes. Alabama has one loss. Okay. Ohio State has two. Uh, Alabama mm-hmm. definitely has and, a better loss because they lost to Auburn. When and, and uh, Auburn beat Alabama, they didn't light them up like Iowa right. did Ohio State. Right. So. No, no, no. You're 100% right. But the problem is Alabama also hasn't Breaking beat Breaking news. USC just won the Pac-12 championship. So this shakes up everything. Notre Dame beat the Pac-12 champs? <laughs> so they're Pac-12 champs. Fuck you, bitches. Transitive property, like I said earlier in the you show. You goddamn they're right. They're Pac-12 champs. You goddamn right anyway. beat the Pac-12 champs. <laughs> Notre Dame, the best in the Pac-12, motherfuckers. I said that one year when Michigan State won the Pac-10, or won the Big Ten, and uh, Notre Dame had beat Michigan State. I was like, oh, we beat the Big Ten champs. That's neat. And some Big Ten fan fucking blocked me on Facebook, was furious. He's like, yeah, I knew you would say that shit, you dick. What, was, was that a year that Notre Dame wasn't playing Michigan? Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah, probably. Hey, Jim, you're breaking up, man. I don't know what's going on here with the phone line. I can't really hear you. I'm going through a tunnel again. <laughs> Jim, uh, you wrote an article this week uh, introducing us to the Metro League and the NHL. Uh, that was goddamn good shit, bro. I, and this was so – I tried. The, is the Metro League <laughs> – would you consider the Metro League the best division in the NHL? Because there's – I mean, looking, um, at, looking at your article, if you look at that at face value, it seems like that division is pretty fucking stacked between the Capitals. It, uh, it was definitely Penguins. last year. Um, this year, it has potential. Um, I'd have to take a closer look at. I mean, probably the only division that's even going to come close to rivaling it's going to be the Central, because the Central has uh, Chicago, Nashville. Um, I'm totally blanking on the rest of the division, but it's really good. <laughs> and, um, considering that the, one of the finalists from last year came from the Central Division, and they only got better after the uh, tourist trade. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Um, it's kind of a toss-up. I'd have to look a little closer at it, which... Spoiler alert, I will be doing soon. Oh, there you go. Um, Teaser. Oh, there it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, you guys might just have to wait for that, and then we'll we'll come to a final determination. All right, man. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for the call, JB. All right. Have a good one, bud. All right. See you, bud. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Um, You know what what we're going to do this weekend, right? Beat UC? We're going to do that hockey. (laughs) Well, that's what's up And we're going to be easy (laughs) That is what's up (laughs) All right, see you, JB It's cold, man, it's cold (laughs) Have a good night, buddy
Uh, make sure you guys check out JB's pieces. All the, the bloggers blog. come on, coming in hot. I fucking love representing. It. This is Colin. exactly what I wanted to see. All right, so wait. I, I gave my final four. I got Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and who the hell was my four? Uh, Oklahoma. Yes, Oklahoma. Okay, so who are your four? All right, here's my picks. I think that Clemson wins. And mm-hmm. they they make it in. I think Auburn wins, and they make it in. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma loses, and I think Wisconsin loses. And I I'm gonna say we get Clemson, we get Auburn, we get Alabama and Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State is gonna backdoor their way into another one it's of these gonna fucking, fucking happen. Playoffs. It's gonna fucking happen. That's Jesus just how it is. Christ. It's gonna happen. Let's get into Consumer Candidate. Brought to you by Tavor.com. Uh, this week we have the 2017 version of Pumpkinator by St. Arnold Brewing in Texas. We both have already said we're consuming this beer, so we are just going to decide whether or not it is better than Warlock Eric or says, if Ohio State gets in, I quit. <laughs> it's going to happen. Fucking no, but seriously. In, it's going to happen. Because I, that's, I will be I don't floored think t- if after everything that happened this year, they, they make it in again. I don't think TCU, or I don't think Oklahoma is going to beat TCU again. I think they're going to trip up. You have a first-year head coach. You've got the, no, the I Heisman get it. I, uh, curse. Picking, picking o- Oklahoma is tough to do. I'm, I'm, I'm going TCU. And I'm basing, uh, you're, you're beginning too many factors. The one you said originally. Beating a team twice. That's yep, the one exactly. that is, so I think that's the one that makes me think And that's why I think I think TCU it. beats Oklahoma and then I think Ohio State beats Wisconsin and all hell breaks loose. No matter that's what Alabama's in. <laughs> I feel like way, if you're Alabama, you're sitting there not playing a either game. Either way, like, Saban's like, we're going to make it in the Final yep. Four. Saban's like, I ain't texting shit, this rat poison. Oh, Fucking Jesus. asshole. Anyways, all right. Uh, St. Ar- I really have to piss. St. Arnold's. Pumpkinator 2017. Uh, I uh, obviously am consuming it. Whether or not it is better than Warlock or Pumpkin. Hold on. Totally better. Holy oh, shit, it is man. hands down better. Wow. I would take this every day. And maybe it's just the fact that it's not as readily available. Like, that could be the reason why I like it more. Uh, but god damn, it's good. I will take this over Warlock and Pumpkin. Yes. <clears throat> I can't believe that for the second time this year, the second time in 2017, I am not only saying that this is the best pumpkin beer, the, but that there's another beer that tops mm-hmm. pumpkin. Pumpkinator tops not only pumpkin, it tops Warlock. Dude, it's so good. It's and so fucking good. Fuck the availability. This beer is good if I had it in mass quantities. It's a really If I could good walk around beer. the corner and get this beer, this is the pumpkin beer to kill all pumpkin beers. As far as I'm concerned, at this moment in 2017, the year the of our Lord. The Tavor hype definitely lived up. Like it, it lived up the, to the hype. The description knocked it out of the park, yes. and wow. Get you some com- Pumpkinator. I can't speak for 2013, which we've yeah, had. We've right. now had two of our blog posters and, and Colin and uh, and show favorites and Blake and Andy say that 2013 sucks. But deleting 2013 out of uh, your ability to try this beer, 
get it. Grab it. Totally buy this beer. It is so fucking good. And it's a corny name, too. I remember thinking, there's no way that a beer that is named after, you know, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> is going to end up being the best one. Seriously, that was what uh, I thought, like, oh, they're trying to be real cute with Pumpkinator. Yeah, it'll be good, but, you know, it's going to fall short. No. <coughs> this is the Pumpkinator. It is so, so fucking good. good. It is definitely the best pumpkin beer I've ever tasted. Consumer Canner brought to you by Tavor.com. Tavor, thank you. And we know pumpkin beers. Option beer. Uh, this was so Did we mention good. that this one was 10.5%? We did not. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's another reason. Mm, that also, mm, that may not have even been a question then at this point. Because uh, <laughs> I probably would have just been like, it's fucking good. Um, dude, we got to go. Yeah, holy shit. What a fucking show this has been. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for sticking around. For all of this shenanigans that we have had this this week, uh, another great show. Thank you to our bloggers. Thank you to our fans. Thank you to everybody who supports the show. Um, and and if you haven't already, like the Facebook page, Craft Brood Sports. We post out all of the links to our blogs and all of these posts that you hear from Boyle, Andy, Jim. All of these posts keep coming out just make sure you're liking the page join the facebook group uh craft root sports i think it's like sports and beer and other shit guys talk about and check out join the group even though i credited blake with being a blogger he's not but check out loaded joe's mma podcast he's one of our our biggest fans and supporters make sure you check his shit out too as always you can follow us at craft b sports on twitter you can follow scott at scotty k underscore junior follow me at mike burlon hit up the drunk line anytime you guys want 440-37 drunk it's if it's good enough be a part of the we'll show use it as a mini sode you can call in while Lou we're the live. dog does nine takes you can do one or two <laughs> and be on the show i mean we'll put his shit on after nine so we'll definitely do you thank you guys so much for listening cheers everybody we out Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.